folks, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I'm your host, Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by a fellow host, Edna Mode. Oh, there's no, there's no music tonight, Julian. I was expecting you. I was I completely. Phone right. I'm so tired. I forgot to get it up. That's I'll right. do. It, I'll do it in the music. <laughs> is that what? Uh, is that? Has your partner said that before? What that I that I forgot to get it up. Yeah, I forgot to get it. Sorry, I don't have any issue getting it up. I have issue getting it down. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, okay, on tonight's episode, we're going to be recapping a recent uh, tournament that we had in Melbourne, a 22-player event, uh, one day. Um, so we'll be getting into that. But... It wouldn't be an episode with you in it. Okay, cut it. Copyright. It's not even even the real one. It's it's the I've got no friends version. Fair enough. It wouldn't be an episode with you in it without some obnoxious music pulled from YouTube going (laughs) through the speakers of your phone into your headset. Would it? No, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. And I'm glad you picked me up on it because it would have been it would have been upsetting if we forgot. We probably would have got like rude messages going, I come here for the music at the start of the show, and that was music. Not happening. Yeah, your your legions of loyal fans would be up in arms. Yes. Boycott yes. the show. Yep, yep. That's that's exactly what would happen. So as I was saying, yeah, we're gonna be recapping Cerberus Crisis, um, which was a Re, uh, tournament we had recently in Melbourne as well as going over some of the studio update and announcing the winner of our 16 inch challenge and then announcing the challenge for June so but f- before we get into that we'll just announce some events that are coming up so in well hopefully coming up a few people who don't know Melbourne's gone back into lockdown um, but hopefully if only for another week fucking South Australia cunts <laughs> Blame the feds. Blame I, I, the shared, feds. I shared a meme to, to some guys today where it was like, you know, the, the Mexican guy laughing mm-hmm. and like, and like, it's a photo of New South Wales of the, cause you know how the, one of the cases traveled to New South Wales. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the Mexican man laughing. And then it's like the article and then the Mexican man laughing and it's like South Australians right now. Oh, is that because Mexicans <laughs> they just think are it's some- supposed to be Mel- people from Melbourne? No, 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 no. no. Actually, oh, it's just, that's just a coincidence. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good one. But yeah, it's only because the South Australians seem to think this is some kind of a sick joke, despite the fact that it could have very easily been them that got fucking screwed over. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty unlucky to have, have that happen to us, but hopefully the authorities can, can uh, you know, get the contact tracing in, in order and we can be out of it in a couple of weeks or a week. Yep. Anyway. Um, so in... Uh, where was I? Oh, events. Yeah. So events. We've got events to announce. So when Winter Wipeout is happening in Geelong at the end of August, the 28th and 29th. It's a two-day event and it's Geelong's biggest um, multifaceted kind of con thing, I believe that's what it, it is. It's multiple um, multiple gaming systems and Infinity is one of those. What, they have like five people there? Well, hopefully more than five people. We're trying to encourage people to come and play in Geelong, Julian. So let's 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 encourage. Oh, sorry, them. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll encourage them. Let's encourage them. So it'd be really great to see some people from Melbourne 
or hell even interstate to come down for that one um unfortunately i won't be able to make it because that is right in the middle of the snow season so i'll most likely be <clears> up at hotham but um val and uh, val is helping on that one I've been boarding in like five years now and I was like so keen to go this year, but that's not going to happen. No, unfortunately. I no. can't, I can't, I can't snowboard with a baby strapped to the front of me. No, I think that, I think that that would be frowned upon. Especially yeah. if you're not a very good boarder. Boarders nah, I'm to, to fall on their knees and that's where nah, the I, used to, I was doing, back in, well, I was doing like, I've done like, um, uh, um, What's the name of that shit mountain in New Zealand that has the fucking? It's opposite Queenstown, the one that has like the real. Oh, Remarkables. Yeah, the Remarkables. The drive up there is. Have, oh, you, have you done the Remarkables? Yeah, I've done the Remarkables before. Yeah, it's not oh a bad. Oh my mountain. god! It's not. It's not bad. It's the drive. The up drive up it's, it's a bit shit sketchy. Out of me. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> sketchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now the runs are right. They just I found it, it was like in comparison to Cadrona, it was super icy, but yeah, that was it. it's a bit smaller as well than Cadrona. The Cadrona. Yeah, okay, this is not a this is not an Oz Oz NZ ski podcast. This is an Infinity podcast. But yeah. um, will um, yeah, anyone who hasn't who is on the fence about coming to this event, please sign up to it. Uh, Val is helping run it, and Val is a is a top top bloke, and it would be great as well to see um, a good showing at this event because if it's a good showing this year, then it will be increased for next year, and that will also help the budding community down in Geelong, which apparently is going very very well. Um, we'll get into it, but we had, well, I think we've already discussed this. You, you had like five or six players at your event and I had I think it was six, yeah. two or three yeah, people not from as many. at my event. So it's great. Yeah. It's only mm. a short hour drive from Melbourne. So why wouldn't you come? Why wouldn't you mm. make the drive for it? For Especially for a two day event, it's, it's well worth it. Um, yeah. And then in September, the 11th and 12th, we have Burn City Brawl. Uh, which um, I'm helping to organize along with Pete and Chris O'Keefe. And we're working uh, very hard in the background to make this a successful event and a COVID safe event as well. Great success. Great success. Mm. Um, so stay tuned for more information on that. You've got until the end of June to get your early bird ticket in. at the If you get before the 30th, well, before the 1st of July, uh, it's only going to cost you sixty dollars dues as opposed to sixty five. So that's five dollars you can put towards, a you beer. know, a beer or most of a beer, maybe a Mars bar. I don't know. Two um, Mars bars if you get a second one. <laughs> well, we're hoping that we're hoping that we can get a liquor license for the event, so it'll mm-hmm. either be you know club prices or just BYO kind of a kind of affair. But we'll see how we go mm-hmm. with that. So with that out of the way, we'll obviously attach the links in the show notes and all that jazz too. Uh, without the way, I do want to go to BCB, but I'm not going to sign up until like a week or two beforehand because well, maybe there won't be gonna... any spots left, Julian. We we have a limited capacity. Kevin, that's a ridiculous assumption you're making. I'm there... Julian. You'll inform me. There's all. Did you not hear Jacob the other week complaining that he couldn't attend my event because it was really yeah, booked. but that was only like 20 people event. So what? How many have you got for BCB? Well, we're 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 looking for like more than last year, so we're looking for like fifty to sixty. That was last year. Was it wasn't last year? It was the year before, wasn't You're it? Right, twenty nineteen was the last time. Yeah, and we had like yeah. fifty. I think I can't remember now. I think it was 40, 40 something. I don't think it was. I think it was just shy of fifty. Oh, you're right. It was. I yeah. remember now. Yeah. Well, hopefully you can. It's in September, so maybe. I'm just gonna play my cards right. That's the answer. Play your cards close to your chest. 
Yeah, and yeah. See what happens with the uh, with fatherhood. I guess it's quite important that you uh, you balance yeah. that one. <laughs> Although, if you bring the baby along it's to easy. if you bring the baby along to to uh, infinity tournament, it's probably a lot safer than it bringing it to the mountain. That's true. That's true. Although the thing is, if I go to a mountain, I can probably con uh, Anya coming with me as well. But she's not going to come to a nerd event. Like, I can guarantee that. No. Okay. Well, maybe she can come to the after party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that out of the way, we'll um we'll get into uh talking about the sixteen inch challenge. So for the month of May, if you guys haven't heard, for the entire month of May, we've been running a challenge that Julian came up with that was to run, play a game of Infinity using range bands no better than a rifle. So basically no no positive plus three range bands over 16. Um, and it's funny because I came up with it, but yet I haven't had a chance to do it this month. Uh, the only games <laughs> I've played was at, at, at your tournament. So, yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. you didn't even run a 16-inch challenge at the tournament. Um it's really hard to do with JSA because mm. you don't get combi rifles except they're for their own Kaisatsu and mm. everything else everything else is a chain rifle. So it's like, ugh, you can't really do it that well. So. Fair enough. No, it's it's not it, it certainly um it's not for everybody. Um but we do we do appreciate the submissions that we had. So we had uh we had four submissions in the end, and uh, initially we were going to judge the winner based on the quality of their submission but looking through the four submissions we had they were all excellent so in the end we decided here at Lost Lieutenant to just pick a random winner but before I announce the winner I did just want to kind of individually go through the, the four people who submitted and just kind of heap praise on the effort they put into um, their submission so um because they were all very good and they all had some great insights and that was what we were hoping to achieve from this challenge like not just like her her this is a hard challenge it was more like yeah tell us what you thought about it like tell us what you did to overcome the restrictions any useful information that you may have you know derived from it so there's plenty of that um so if you don't mind i'm just going to read through a couple of these points julian and if you want to chime in as we go i can't believe you asked me for mind i do mind but go ahead okay uh, so first of all, we had Luke um, Weston who who submitted a um, report, and actually, I just I need to go just quickly check something. Da, 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 da. Um, ba, ba, da, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. Anyway, so Luke submitted his battle report, and it was he was he was running Shaz, which is probably quite a good list um, uh, army to run for this challenge since they get to benefit from lots of camo, lots of infiltration, lots of forward deployment um, vision mods. Are you alright Julian? Are you, are you having some issues with your camera? Nah, I'm just, you just, it just... You're just being a jerk. Being an idiot, sorry. Yep, sure, no problem. Um, so what I got, what uh, Luke seemed to pick up from his game was... He played. I think he played on TTS, um, and what he noticed was if it wasn't for the slightly denser table and the fact that he was playing a mission that required a little button pushing, mm. he would have um, probably not done so well. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so he was playing. He was playing Tech Tac Toe, which was for uh, the Remote Access League um, mm. thing. So Tech Tac Toe is obviously you know very heavy in the button pushing and. Mm. 
he reckons that because of that mission and because the table was slightly was probably I mean I was looking at it on um, the pictures he sent and I wouldn't say it was super dense but it, it certainly can help if he's got some um, shorter fire lanes to work from mm. um, so that would have been useful because obviously he couldn't you know shoot anything over 16 inches very well and he noticed that he took the plasma Q drone rather than the mm-hmm. HMG, which is you know still a great pick. But I would hazard a guess that nine nine times out of ten you're picking the HMG TR bot, right? Unless yeah, the one time I saw it being used and you used it against me, and it was it was disappointing. Yeah, I I've used yeah. it a handful of times, and it's only mm. it's it's usually mission dependent. Like if we're playing an yeah. armory mission. Um, perhaps or if we're playing a mission where i need to defend my dz maybe that might be something i would use but not so much here um and he was running he was playing against varuna as well which is quite an, oh, um yeah if they had uh, had an open table that would have been rough sorry not not varuna what's the other army that has um is ie basically the the hideout msv2 multi-sniper oh invincible army it might be in that one yeah so you know being able to overcome that obstacle by using uh, lots of uh, camel mm. and forward deployment, and then also the fact that it was tic tac toe, where he didn't necessarily need to directly engage the enemy to win, probably mm. is a useful you know takeaway. And it's and it kind of that's like kind of comes back to the core of the challenge, where it's like, oh, I don't have an HMG to kill this you know this arrow piece. The question you should be asking yourself is, do I need to kill this arrow piece, or can I just fucking ignore Walk around it? it? Just yeah. go around it. Just go ahead yep. and push the button and don't yeah. kill the, the sniper because you don't need to. Mm. So that was that, that was that was interesting because that's something you think about all the time anyway. But when you don't have an HMG, then you're kind of forced to go, well, I'm not going to engage it. I'm going to think of other ways to win the mission. Mm. So that was good. And I liked his battle report because it was very, it was quite compact. So easy to read. Didn't take me very long to read. And he also had some good like breakdowns at the end. So well mm-hmm. done, look for that. Uh, Rob Cantrell submitted his one. So we, we've already shared that on our socials, but mm. Rob did a brilliant job. Like, excellent. Very, very well done. Like, he had a whole slide and a, an, an analysis on his YouTube channel, and he was playing Toha. And I think the things that he took away, which I thought were very interesting, was... Toha, interesting, interesting choice in that. They, they don't have a lot of... No, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's the point. That's the point he he made is that he there isn't an awful lot of. I mean, I guess if you're going to go, going to go for the Sukiel, you've got access mm. to an HMG there. But he ran was it the Sukiel uh, K one K one combi right? So obviously awful profile normally. I don't know if that's an awful profile. I mean, a K one combi is an excellent gun. It, it depends what you come up against because you're paying a lot of points if you come up against Ariadna. Right. Okay. I, I guess from the point of view of of well, no, because you can still use that for armor cracking on a vet Kazakh. Yeah, no one runs vet Kazakhs anymore. Vet Kazakhs are so in three. All right. Well, you haven't you haven't you haven't seen where the new Ariadna meta's at, my friend? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't say I've uh, played enough against Ariadna in four. But what what he what he noticed during the game was, or even in his post analysis, was there were there were times in the game where if he if he just had an HMG, he mm. could have just walked out of the around the corner and engaged the target. But because yeah. he only had K1 combis, he had to set up smoke using like Mirror yeah. Ball and his McCalls to get into that 16-inch range band to then engage, which 
he says like still worked, but it probably mm. cost him an extra order. order, couple of orders. Yeah. Um, which you know, which make which makes sense, right? You're gonna need to get closer in order in order to mm. engage. But then, of course, Toha themselves are like the kings of um, smoke throwing, right? Yeah, they've got regular smoke, they've got eclipse smoke, eclipse they've smoke. got that fucking mirror mm. ball thing, which is just gross. Yep, they can get they can get anywhere on the board, no matter what's up against them. Like, so mm. that's 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 really cool. That's the interesting thought to um, pick up on. And then what he said I thought was very interesting too was he says never he says he never had anything that forced his opponent to cross the battlefield. Yeah. So he didn't have anything standing up, you know, an arrow or any fire base or anything that his opponent was like, oh, I have to take that out because it's stopping me from advancing. Yeah. Everything he had was, you know, looking at it going, okay, there's nothing here that is going mm. to prevent me from moving across the battlefield. Mm. Or, oh, sorry, not, not prevent me, but that is well i guess two things right it's gonna not he doesn't have to cross the battlefield because there's nothing there Mm. and even if he did there's nothing that much there to stop him Mm. except for whatever i guess rob puts up in the midfield Mm. so and i think that's another trend at least i've noticed in my games when i've been playing them is my opponent doesn't feel this need to come out and engage me because i'm i have to get to the midway line to engage him Mm. so he's like cool you're all there well, now I can now I can now I can I can still fight you in my good HMG range bands from my DZ. Yeah. Um so that's <clears throat> so that was that was cool. Um I thought that was a really good report. And it certainly made me think about what I take to the take to the uh you know, take to my games. Um something mm-hmm. else he mentioned was if he is Rather than, and I might be misquoting him here, and he can probably come and tell us otherwise, but it sounded to me that he was looking at a list for Toha that would be, that would excel at sort of 0 to 16. Yeah. And over 32. Yeah. So I guess what that means is using Toha's, uh, you know, unparalleled mobility to get, to, to get in close with Symbio Beasts and McCall's. Mm. Meanwhile, securing your backline with sniper rifles, yeah, and not and just not bothering with you know HMGs or or Spitfires, really. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, it could work. I think it's. I think Toha. There's a lot of ways you can run them. Like I think they're really they've got a lot of. Like I don't think there's. It's not like you look at JSA for example, and you go, yeah, there's only really two lists you can build and that are really competitive. Toha, there's there's so many options. I think that's. I think it's really mm. good. And Toha, I guess, they kind of do already sit in that nice spot anyway where they're excellent up close and also mm. ex- quite excellent and far away. Okay, they, yeah. don't, they don't get the benefit of Sixth Sense or core-linked fire teams, but yep. when you've got Burst 2 and Symbiomates, then mm. you know that sort of makes up for it. Mm. Um, so uh, Jordan also gave us a report. Um, he was using running O12 on TTS. Um, I really like this report as well. It was, it was, it was, um, it was very... Uh, it was a very uh, detailed report, and he also recorded the whole thing as well and sent that as a mm-hmm. YouTube link, so you could do both. Oh, cool! Which is good. You know, I I sat. I mean, I couldn't sit through the whole thing because it's you know it's it's a whole game, so obviously it takes a little while. Yeah. But um, the report itself was you know was was very good to read. Um, mm-hmm. very detailed sort of play by play, and I think what I enjoyed about his game was he took some interesting options for Mo Twelve. So he took Casanova. Mm. which I haven't seen run yet. 
and he took yeah. I think he took two links which yeah. well links are great but um the fact that he actually let me just make sure he did take links and I'm not talking out of my arse wait when you say links do you mean links as in link team or links as in the l-y-n-x l-y-n-x links okay yeah he took so it was an alpha two gangbusters a raptor killer hacker Lian kai a lynx killer hacker and a lynx specialist so not the razors which is what i would have thought he would have taken because they're the ones that start up the board but being able to take a Lynx mm. Killer Hacker with a Breaker Combi and a Lynx Specialist with a Plasma Carbine is interesting. Mm. Casanova, Cho, two Varangians, and another... and a, oh, and, oh, sorry, no, he did take a Razor and a Razor Forward Observer. Mm. So what I liked about this list was everything in this list pretty much has some kind of um, vision mod. So you're yep. looking at like Neg6 from the Lynx, Neg6 from the Razor, Neg6 from, from Casanova... Uh, and then gangbusters, and I'm pretty sure raptors. Do raptors have mimetism? I don't think they do. But they've got killer yeah. hacking devices, so they can sort of mask. Mm. Um, so, you know, making use of that obvious, like, okay, I can't engage you at 32, but I'm going to have ways and means to get into your face mm. and make it hard for you to hit me. And then I can obviously get into inside your 16 inch range band and punish you for it. Mm. So I liked, I liked that. I also like that he used Cho to mask that he had to like basically fake out that he had a sniper rifle yeah so you know masking cho was like an epsilon or masking cho was an omega hmg yeah um to make it look like okay i do have something that could that could threaten you know you Mm. in range and it turning out to be cho um is 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 a cool like it's a it's an interest it's a good way of like overcoming that Mm. restriction um, he also played against a tag, so I was interested to see how that went. Yep. Now, I don't know if it was just dice or not, but he apparently did very well and was able to put it down in a single volley from a Raptor with a multi-rifle. So, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's I, a- think that's, I think that's probably dice. <laughs> that's probably dice. Although I think the yeah. squ- uh, the Squalos is what his opponent took. And it's a Squalos. Of- Still have ice. Attempted, attempted to shoot Casanova in suppressive fire and then realized, oh, oh no, I'm on neg 12. So yeah. um, that was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, what else did I say? Yeah, basically O12, I think, can do this challenge quite well because it does have a lot of vision mods and it has access to deployables. Um, and yeah, access to like infiltration and forward deployment. So that was very yeah. good. And then lastly, we had Sam, um, Sam Benson. He submitted a very cool uh, battle report that he used... Uh, Google Google slides with so it was like mm-hmm. a like a PowerPoint um, presentation, which yep. was which was really made it really easy and fun to read, and he mm-hmm. interspaced it with some video clips with some cool sound effects. So when he had like cool. a flamer go off, it made a like a burning noise. That was that was fun to to uh, go through. Um, so that was very well put together. Well done, Sam, for that. And I think he made a list that he tried to. He was running O12 as well, and he made a list where he tried to leverage the 16-inch range band uh, by using things like smoke, like a clip smoke from Hippolyta, uh, regular smoke from Varangians, Andromeda, obviously, excellent choice, you know, in, um, <clears throat> excuse me, O12. Uh, but I think, uh, and, it, it, and like, he, uh, as far as the report goes, he did very well, but as mm. far as, like, me reading through his report, 
I think where he went wrong is he may have just kind of run into the guns of his opponent. Oh, Banzai! <laughs> uh, he, and that maybe it's just because, you know, Sam, Sam is a relatively new player. And so it's really good to see him putting out um, these battle reports. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's learned a lot from what he needs to do and what he maybe shouldn't do next mm-hmm. time. Sam, if you like doing Banzai charges or Banzai <laughs> charges, you need to start playing JSA because I have done that at two tournaments now and come first and second. So there you go. It is possible to do. You just have to play the right faction and know how to pull it off. And you don't you don't Banzai turn one, you Banzai turn two and three. That's 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 the answer to it. Right. Okay, there you go, Sam. So don't don't run your Raptor in front of a Shang-Gi heavy rocket launcher when you've only got a multi-rifle. Um mm. That will that will end badly for you, um, and I think and then I think also he just got a little bit unstuck against the Yu Jing opponent who was running a lot of camo and hollow mask, and it actually yeah. rendered Andromeda less than useful because there were no good targets because she's a great option right for a sixteen inch yeah. challenge. She excels very well in that range band. She's already in outside your opponent's DZ, and she can use guard to engage targets as she wants to, but. By the sounds of things, and from reading the report, he just wasn't able to to do that. Um, his takeaways were: I wish I had an HMG. So, <laughs> well, good luck. Uh, so, uh, you know, on that note, Sam, you don't need to do this anymore. So, uh, but thank you very much for for your submission. Yeah. Um. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Oh, I've had the heater on tonight, and I'm all a bit dry. That's um, all right. So anyway, uh, without further ado, we'll just announce the winner of the challenge. Uh, yes, boss. Can I get a, a drum roll? Do we have a drum roll? Do we have a drum hang roll? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'll get my phone up. <laughs> hang on. I'm glad you're on the show with me. You've got all the. You're you're our sound man. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You said a drum roll, so I got the most iconic drum roll in music history. Sure. You can stop it there. Hang on, I, I should skip it to the... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so without further ado, yeah, so the winner of the challenge of this month was Jordan. Uh, Jordan, mm-hmm. who is also known as Obitious. He has a channel on YouTube called... Ob- let me just remind myself what it's called. Is it Abyssius Gaming? Um, anyway, um, I can't seem to find it now. Do, do, do. Fucking hell. I know, hey, I had all this up. Hopeless. Hopeless. Anyone would think, think that we're, uh, we're a shit show of a podcast? Well, we are a little bit. Jordan Obyssius. Anyway, he's, he's got a channel on YouTube where he does a lot of uh, TTS games. Uh, I've watched a couple of them and they're very good. So congratulations to you. If you can just send us a message on any of our socials, Discord, whatever, with the blister of your choice and we'll get that sent out to you. Well, obviously, and your address and we'll get that sent out to you. Awesome. Yay, well done. So yeah, thanks very much again to everybody who submitted. I enjoyed, we enjoyed reading all of them. Yes, it was good. I enjoyed it. (laughs) Next time, uh, we'll get more than just me to read them. 
Well, and I'll actually have a go at, at and you'll doing... have a go at it as well. Yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was, uh, I I learned a lot about um, me building lists, and even after, mm-hmm. even now I don't have to. I've been building lists and going. I don't know if I need an HMG. Like I'm, I'm asking myself mm-hmm. that question: going, am I just throwing this in here because it's what I should have, or yeah. what is it gonna do? So yeah, it certainly made me think about. Um, uh, outside the box on on building a on building an army, so which is which is mm. really good. Um, cool bananas, yeah, cool bananas. So without further ado, we've got the June challenge to announce. So mm. I came up I came up with this idea um, halfway through May. Thank you. Uh, during and it's kind of been a cop topic of conversation that's been going in and around the community for quite some time. And we we touched on it on a couple of episodes a couple of episodes ago I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, so we decided to just like just turn it into a challenge. So this challenge is play a game of infinity with a chess clock. Dun dun dun. Uh oh, Julian. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. Oh, I can't. I can't, <laughs> I just, I can't I tell just... if you if your video had paused or you're just. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm like Jax. I'm you know I move. I I, I I stay so still. You can't see me anymore. You can't see me. Um, yeah. No. I I, I I I you know me. I'm not a fan of chess clocks. So. Uh, but okay, okay, but but why? Aren't I just you a fan bully of my opponent into going faster. But why? Why aren't you a fan of chess clocks though? Well, to be to be fair, if your opponent doesn't have many models left, they play faster. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. But why aren't you um, a man of chess clocks? I just just can't be fucked. That's all. Okay, so you don't actually have any real in-world game experience of using a chess clock. You just don't want to. Yeah, I'm just lazy, man. Like, right? Okay. So, with that in mind, guys, I want you to use a chess clock and tell us your thoughts. Like, write up a report. Either play a game with it and give us your thoughts, or play a few games with it and give us like an overall thought on it. Um, the chess clocks. I'm not going to make too many rules around. You know the rules in which you should be using it for. You can you can try death clock. You can just use it as a tool to improve your own game. Um, let, just let us know your thoughts. Like let us know how long it took you to deploy. If you if you notice anything useful yeah. about it, chess clocks. You can also you can buy them from like I don't know eBay. Or you can also download an app on your phone. The only issue with using an app on your phone is, like me, if you're like me, I also use Army. So you can't use Army and the chess clock mm. at the same time. Well, you can, but it can become a bit fiddly. Uh, so yep. I recommend if you've got a tablet or a second phone, if you're like real bougie, uh, then maybe you know download it on the one and then use the Army on the other. Or what was that word? If you're real bougie, yeah. If you're real bougie, like like, like bourgeois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Who says that? Is that like some kind of? Is it like some kind of like Scottish fucking? Certainly not. Certainly not a Scottish thing. We don't even know what bougie mm. is. We're all, we're oh, okay. all like common. Um, yeah. But yeah. So give that a try. Um, yeah. So like I was saying, if you can't figure out the app and you only got one phone, print off your army list and use that, and then use the chess clock on your phone as it. Um, and yeah, let us know your thoughts. That's it. I'll put up uh, a post on the Discord and same thing as before. Just submit your submissions to lawsuitlieutenant at gmail.com and at the end of the month we'll give away another blister from the lovely people over at Toy Soldier Imports. Grass. So that's it. Um, Good luck. Good luck. Have fun. Roll lots of crits. You've been listening to um, 
I've forgotten the name now. Yeah, it's already gone from our memory. Yeah. I think they're now called Whip 12. Uh, that might be the, the name of the uh, the podcast now these days. <laughs> what? They got a pot their back? Oh, no. Uh, Raymond from White Noise. Oh, I'll just use this yeah. opportunity to plug him. He has a new podcast called Whip 12. So he's up, oh, to, okay. he's up to episode four. And I haven't actually listened to any of them yet because I've been so busy with work. But I have down, they are in my download queue. So uh, Raymond... Thanks very much. Well, like, well done for um, putting something out there. And, Wait, hang on. Is, yeah. it, is it Raymond or Raymond? I don't know if the D is silent I think or not. It's, I think it's Raymond because I remember I was in our game. I was like, Raymond, and he's like, I know, I know, it's Raymond. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Raymond, yeah. They might, yeah. I don't know if there's a D or not. But anyway, he's got yeah. a podcast. It's called Whip 12. You can find it on all of your usual apps. Check him out because he's great. He's a great guy, and he's a great player, and he's got some great insights, I'm sure. Hmm. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Right, before we move on to our main segment, mm. we'll do a quick oh a quick shout out to another podcast. Um, because if you note if you were around for an episode that I got a lot bit drunk at, I was put out a request for people to make us a logo and somebody did. Uh, I go we got a message on Discord from a gentleman in Australia, who did us a pretty nice little logo and was pretty, 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 pretty happy with it. And then we found out that that logo was made by the guys over at Transmission Matrix. And so uh, Julian immediately demanded that it get thrown in the bin because we can't have, um, can't have uh, traitor, um, no. you know. Yeah, it's it. it we, I'd much rather use our shitty one that we have at the moment. <laughs> I'll draw. I'll draw my own one. I'll draw. Here you go. Here you go, Kev. I've got it. I'm drawing it now. Here you go. I've done. Here you go. Here's our new logo. See, well, did you just draw a cock and? Did you draw cock and balls? What was that? No, it was it was a circle with L O L written in it. But because because you're looking at it through a camera, it's the opposite way around. See? Oh, right. Actually, it's actually George J O J. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, that's our new logo. Um, yeah, J O J. No, thanks, thanks very much uh, to the guys over at Transmission Matrix for whipping us that that little logo because apparently we can't use we we have no skills. Um, but we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully you'll hopefully see that on our uh, social media our, soon. Should change our name to the Smooth Brain Podcast. <laughs> or maybe we'll put up a poll on our. Yeah. Uh, on our Facebook page, with, should, um, with, should Loss of Lieutenant change their name to to Smooth Brain Podcast? Oh no, I was gonna say maybe we should uh, take the copy that has been sent to us from the guy from the guys up in Queensland, and then say, do you want this one or do we want the one that Julian just drew on the piece of paper? What should be our next logo? I better I better save this one. You better save it. Take a like, picture. It's of like it. a tattered piece of paper with like <laughs> a whole shit ton of like numbers written on it. Right next to LOL is D14, 2440 by 3000. Should I go 64 off list price or 60? Fuck the cunts, 55. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds that sounds like our podcast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, thanks very much to those guys. Check them out on, you know, the apps as well transmission matrix uh and that's that oh yes and we've also got a little bit on the studio update to talk about yep. real quick if you've if you don't mind uh i do mind have you looked at the studio update or am i just gonna be reading all this uh, i did but it was like a few days ago now so it's like you know 
me with my mega brain, I've I've already forgotten about it. Well, there wasn't too much more that we haven't already seen. Um, the only things I picked up there that are slightly new would be the Trinitarian box. So they're coming out with a box of three, which basically give you all three loadouts, essentially. The Boring mm. Shotgun, SMG, and the Sniper, which is excellent. And the renders look really nice. So yep. that's great. Uh, the Teuton box, we already know about that. They came out with the render for the Cyber Ghosts, which got a few people making some memes on that day. I, I, I've... um of the I, bonk, whatever. Yeah, because that in the, the um, crit posting page? Yes. Yeah, I've, I've I've muted it just because I've been like muted all pages on Facebook because I'm just trying to you know tone down the amount of. I thought that was one way of me stopping using Facebook as much, so I've missed out on all the dapper memes, and I think I'm gonna have to go and unmute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was just during that 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 week anyway when that came out. So, but I, I like it. I like that it's a hacker that looks like he's ready to bash your brains in. Um, which is fine because normally hackers are like. DJing or just standing doing you know not very much what about surfing croc man can't forget that that's an oh, iconic pose that is, a, that is an iconic pose you're right so mm. this is a, this is an interesting different pose from somebody who's like I can just I can just know what's going to happen like that many is going to go down on the table and someone's not going to know that's a cyber ghost and they're like oh that guy looks like a Varangian I might just stay clear no no that's just a hacker like, why the fuck has he got club I'm like I don't know because because they do because why cause, do women in Infinity have high heels yeah Exactly, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just it's just good yeah. that they're going for another um, another yeah. pose. But I do feel like it might be confusing to people who don't know the profile that well. Hey, look, man! If in uh, two hundred years' time, guys are still running around in kilts, like <laughs> who cares? Fair enough. Uh, we also had the Varangian Guard render, which also looks excellent the the axe wielding maniac who mm-hmm. has managed to keep a, a a blend of like you know kilted scotsman and mm. um you know armored bodyguard space dude so i think that's a really mm. good blend of aesthetics a really i'm a lot bit they say it's gonna be a single blister so i would yeah, hope that i think it's pretty rare yeah, I was, I was, I was expecting a box of four. That's what I was thinking. Just like they've been doing for like you know gazies and jags. Yeah, because it's like stuff it's like not that. the kind of model that you just run one of. Like they're they're an order monkey. You know, you take four of them generally. Yeah, but saying that, they did the same thing with um, uh, the monks. They're just releasing mm. single blisters of them when you thought that they would have come well, out of the box the, of four. The monks are different though in the current edition because like you generally only do run one or two now because mm. they're extra smoke throwers. That's true. Whereas, Whereas the what's mm. its name, a regular ten order ten point model um, order generators. So yeah, true. And I guess they are available across like multiple factions, factions as well. Yeah, so, and you can take them in a five man link team. I feel like they should be coming out with a box though but i mean this this mod this this model's got anything to go by like you can imagine people will will buy that and a mm. box if it ever comes out uh we had the shang box but we've seen that already and then they did a bit on defiance uh which i wasn't gonna pay too close attention to but i figured if we are an infinity podcast we should probably be across all the different games that cb make and um i did watch it and it was actually it was pretty good the unboxing video for revenant so mm. what I didn't realize about Revenant is it's not doesn't look like it's taking place on a ship. It's taking place on I'm gonna say maybe Borak or some kind of Hakislam planet because all the tiles look like streets 
of like a kind of um you know middle eastern type of caravan caravanerasery is that the right word i i yes cool like that um which is really which is really neat because that it just kind of opens up another world to play in that's not just on the defiance so i like that a lot um the minis look cool we've already seen them anyway what i also liked mm. is they came out with some cards for models which already exist such as like Tariq mansuri quarish and also a strange one for final boss so final boss <sighs> is going to be in the revenant box you're disgraced you're disgraced what, what's wrong just you just said it without giving it the proper respect it deserves. oh you mean captain islam you just said Tariq Mansuri. It's not. It's Tariq Mansuri. Okay, Tariq. Yeah, you you can you can say it. Um. Anyway, but I was saying I thought it was interesting because they had Final Boss as a civilian in the Revenant expansion. And if you don't know who Final Boss is, he's one of the characters from Aristea. Oh, uh, I, I thought you meant Final Boss as in like the you know the chess meme that's out with the kids like a. Like and then the the, the boss music plays. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah, no, I don't. Well, maybe he is, but he, he does say he's a civilian on the card. But I thought mm. that, like, what that struck to me is, I was interested in the defiance fluff, like why they're doing it, and now I'm really mm. interested in knowing what's going on here. So I reckon if if nothing else, I'll pick it up just so I. Well, I'm gonna get it anyway. It's coming in the next wave, but hopefully mm-hmm. there's a bit of um, you know a. Uh, a story that I can read because it sounds interesting. Um, and then lastly, we had Tag Raid. So they've announced the Nomad faction, mm. which is interesting because it's actually not a Nomad faction. It's a, it's a, what did, how did Bosho describe it? It's, it's, it is, it's the red faction, right? So it's the, if you want to support Nomads, you support these guys. Mm. But technically they're a mining company that employs only criminals. So you can imagine like Corregidor, all of their, um, um, you know, those people, I guess, like all the criminals that they have, they employ them, but they're actually not really employed. They're they're kind of in, indentured or something. So they, they work on the mines and then they earn their freedom mm. um, from it. And the tag that they showed is designed by a pano, a female pano tag designer mm. who who left Pano because she was, as Bostria calls it, molested and decided to put her services out to anybody else that wanted a, a tag. And um, apparently these guys, um, what's their name? Uh, Rocka Works were like, we'll have you because you look like you're, you know, you look like you've, you're a bit angry and they wanted to make an angry tag. So they made this angry red tag that will punch punch rocks into dust so there you go i'm, I'm just still caught up on the molested. sorry yeah <laughs> yeah i think i <laughs> think i think that's a, i think that's a translation thing because anya says molested all the time as well right I think, it's, I think it's like an english to other language thing okay okay i mean yeah. I, did, I didn't look I too think, much into I think, it i was just like I think, oh okay. i think they mean harassed because I, when anya says molested she means harassed so i right. think that's the same as well well i mean i guess yeah, I I don't know in this fictional <coughs> excuse me universe what actually happened, um, but that's that's what Bostria said, uh, mm. and he also said that um, Tagrade is going to be built around the Code One engine, 
Okay. It's not going to be like, it's, it's not going to be like Defiance and Aristea using the D6s. It's mm. going to be using the D20 system um, in the same way. I, I imagine then we may still not have tape measures because they'll be using the hex system maybe to move things, but perhaps as far as um, face-to-faces go and that kind of thing, it'll be all in the D20. But it's the idea is to use code, uh, the code one engine. So that was, that was an interesting piece of information from that. Cool bananas. Cool. Cool. Well, I think I've done, I think I've done enough talking. Um, Do you just crapped on, it's it, not enough time for me on this show so far. Well, so far, I don't think you've had very much to say, Julian. Except that, for that, that's that's fair. <laughs> I haven't had much to say because it hasn't. I, I haven't. I, I watched the seminar, but like it was that I had, yeah. And then I didn't even do the sixteen-inch challenge. I'm a failure. You should just boot me off the podcast now and oh, and man. and hire and hire Ben. It's not that serious, mate. It's not that serious. We 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 <laughs> we, we do appreciate your uh, your input when it comes. Uh, yeah. But with that, anyway, we'll um, we just kind of blitz through that, oh. but we'll get into the main segment, which is us discussing. Pardon you, um, Cerberus Crisis after a short <laughs> after a, a short bumper. That sound good. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> stop. Stop. Stop looking at the screen. Super still, as if I, as if I've just wondered if the internet connection's gone. <laughs> I'm gonna do it, and it's like the boy who cried wolf. Then he's gonna be like, "Julian, fuck you, Julian, fuck you," <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it's gonna actually be frozen. It's gonna crash. You're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna lose the <laughs> recording. Yeah. Julian has left the meeting. All yeah. right, guys, so we're gonna be back after a short bumper to discuss Cerberus Crisis. All right. Oh fuck! Okay, one more time. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. So for the rest of the show, we're gonna be. Uh, talking about a recent tournament that happened here in Melbourne uh, called the Cerberus Crisis. Uh, it was a well-attended 22-player event. Uh, the with a waitlist. With, with, with a waiting list, yes. I had to cap mm. it at 22 because we just did not have a space. And in hindsight, it probably would have made it smaller because 22 was actually a bit of a squeeze. Um, but the three missions on the day were Mind Wipe, Safe Area, and Highly Classified. So I ran, mm. I ran the event, but unfortunately, due to due to drops, and even though we had a wait list, I still ended up having to play. And you also played on the day as well, Julian. So what we're going to do is we're just going to go and um, talk about our lists, um, the games, and our thoughts, and then wrap up with the standings. So, oh, but sorry, before that, though, I will give it a do a quick breakdown of the armies that were there on the day because I know some people like to see what armies people are taking in our area mm. um so i've broken it down by faction so we had one one vanilla pano one military orders one iss one white banner one caledonia three vanilla nomads two tunguska so by far the most amount of people playing in that region were nomads uh, mm. with five and uh, we had two vanilla hack two vanilla combined one vanilla ALF, and then in any two, we had a white company, a GSA, a Forco, and a Spiral Core. They made one Toha and two O12. So, mm. from that list, is there anything interesting you can see from the choice of armies? Uh, a lot of NA2, but mm. I didn't really count Toha as NA2, but 
I guess. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Toha weren't any two. They were just after. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry. My bad. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good to see uh, so much NA two action going on. So yeah. Well, that was the first considering time. Considering it seen... was sorry. Considering it was only me and and Dean playing NA two and uh, Hector. What was he playing? White com- White Company. No shit. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So that's the first time I've seen White Company out. Uh, in a big event, I've I've played them uh, against them a couple of times, but mm. it was good to see um, yeah, White Company. Uh, what I t- what I know, obviously Nomads having five players there is is quite. Um... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was two. Sorry, I, I think I was thinking they were Corregidor, but they're actually two con- Tunguska, not Tungus. Fuck, why can't I say it now? I'm channeling Jacob here, aren't I? Tunguska, um... Adriana. <laughs> But there was no, yeah, no, no, no Kurgador, no, no Bakunit, which is fine. Um, <clears throat> only one Ariadna, and that was one. That was just Caledonia. Mm. Um, I've already, I've already decided at our next event. I'm running Ariadna. I want to prove that Ariadna can be great again. V- v- uh, vanilla Ariadna. Yeah, vanilla. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see a vanilla panel. Uh, it's good to see them because they don't often come out. Um, mm. only one military orders, which is, I don't know if that's surprising or not, but given that. Than the new kid on the block. I would have hoped to have seen more. We saw a lot at my tournament, and that was an hour fresh. Did you? Okay. There right. was three. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fair enough. That's, that's kind of high. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two vanilla combined. Sounds about right. Yeah, everything else, nothing else is super, you know, uh, unusual or specifically specifically interesting there. Uh, hmm. But yeah, a decent spread. Like every every faction was rep- was represented. So that's good. There was no, there's no faction that was left out in the cold, even if it was just one. Mm. So that's good. Um, so do you wanna, um, do you wanna talk about your what you took to the day, uh, your two lists, and then I'll talk about my two lists, and then you can go and talk about your games. Okie dokie, out of tricky. So I ran um, ja- the Japanese Kotoryo Ame, um, and my tactics basically were Banzai Charge. Um, <laughs> Didn't didn't you learn this on your last the last time you played? Yeah, and it's extremely successful, um, as you found out in our game. Um, and it would have gone. I would have probably won the tournament if not for the meddling Toby stopping me from being able to do that turn one. Um, but my my first list that I ran, and that was basically this is the list that I could have run for all the missions. But I I decided I actually didn't like it too much. Um, because it's the list that I've been running for a long while, but I think the other list that I've run is a better version of this list. Okay. So I ran this in the first game, and it was a Diokai Red Fury, a Damaru with uh, Lieutenant Level 2 and a Spitfire, Tanko Missile Launcher, Tanko Blitz and Light Shotgun, Eureka Odoff FTO with um, Combi Rifle Panzerfaust, a Pangalang, <coughs> Yao Yao Kong, your Jimbo and a Kai Sotsu, and that was Combat Group 1 for nine models, two LT orders, eight irregular orders, and a irregular impetuous order. Now, for those of you at home not aware, um, those two LT orders are basically regular orders because the Dioko's got NCO. So that order group has a lot, lot fueling it. And then in Group 2, I had a Kempai Chain of Command with Boarding Shotgun, Neko with Chain Rifle, a Damaru Combi Rifle, uh, meant to be Ford Observer, um, a Pangalang, a Kaisotsu, and a Kaisotsu. 
Then my other list was pretty similar, except I dropped the second um, Harris for a ninja killer hacker because mm-hmm. um, I figured I would need it for highly classified. But I actually ended up running it in the second game as well. Safe area. Yeah, and yeah, I thought so it was- you have a pocket pocket specialist, teal mm. specialist. Yeah, for the for the buttons or for the consoles. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. and I thought it was a, a better list overall, more well-rounded. Um, so what, so what, what did you drop for that ninja again? So the, the first group was effectively the same. Mm. Um, the difference was it was, so it had that same core link team of the Damaru, um, except it was, oh, so it's a bit different. So it was the Diokai, a Damaru LT level two, Damaru Ford Observer, Tanko Missile Launcher, Eureka Oda, a Kempire Chain of Command. Now that's six models that can be in the link. So if I did end up losing the Tanko Missile Launcher in Aero Duty, turn one or turn two, I just reformed it with the Kempai. Mm-hmm. And then a Pangalang, Yao Kong, and a Kaisotsu Kami Rifle. Then group two was your Jimbo, Ninja KHD, Pangalang, two normal Kaisotsu, a, t- a Tokusetsu Doctor, and a Yao Zhao, which is a Powerbot link right. to that. So basically I, I got rid of Neko and um, the Harris for the ninja killer hacker and the, um, and the, and the doctor so for for highly classified basically yeah? yeah 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 which ended up being huge in my game against ben but we'll talk about that later and and uh you have like just two kind of random orders there in, in group one is that just because that's the cheapest orders that you can get in the faction you mean the pangalang and the chia the pangalang and the kisatsu you said was it yeah, so I had a Pangalang, a Chia Flash Pulse Bot. Oh, right. And yeah. a Kaisotsu. Yeah, just because they're cheap orders. That's it. Yeah, because what, what, what's a Kaisotsu running these days? Eight points? Nine points. Nine and points. the Pangalang Baggage Bots are eight points. The Flash Pulse Bot is seven points like every other That's one crazy. out there. It's crazy to think for one more point, you you get a, you get a combi rifle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas the Pangalang is like, I'm a Baggage Bot. Um, mm. Cool. All right. So, what was the plan with that? With those lists, I guess. I mean, I guess different missions, but the general you said just was bonsai charge. So, just run the yeah, just push push the core link into someone's face. Turn one, move up into because the thing with JSA, right? You don't did, actually want to go. You through... Jimbo in that group as well. Sorry. Yeah, had you Jimbo in the second group, right? So the thing with JSA, and if if I move up forwards in turn one, and I don't have to kill anything, but if I move up forwards in turn one. And just sort of set up in the midfield. I've already sort of happy with that. Um, Cause that means my opponent has to come and fight me on my own terms. Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing to do against JSA. Cause like they're so good up close, you know? Well, that's yeah. yeah and, and- so you have to, you have to really do an awesome, and Toby did it in our game in, turn, in game one. You have to do a really good job of containing them in their deployment zone, turn one and turn two, or otherwise the game just snowballs very quickly out of your control. Because if they want to, they'll just throw a tanker around the corner to kill whatever is there if they have to. Um, And the tanker's got two wounds. It'll probably keep on going. Like it's, they're just, that link team's just so resilient um, to, it can it can stay in the middle of the ta- the table like uh, it's probably the one of the few link teams I can push up into the middle of the table turn one and be confident that by turn two it'll have all five members ready to go. Worst case scenario, some of them might be isolated 
And when that has happened, Eureka just spends an order and yeah. they're back together. Yeah. Like with that link, your your best option is to go for the weak link, which is Eureka, but then mm. to get to her is the problem unless you've got Yeah. An unless you to, really push her badly. Yeah, unless you've yeah. got the ability to maybe drop a grenade on her or mm. Which is ridiculously hard because she's got six cents and she dodges on six dens. Oh, because she's got high, yeah, like, was it yeah. dodge plus three? Dodge, dodge plus, plus three, yeah. Dodge plus yeah. six? Oh, plus three or plus six. Hang on, I'll check. Yeah, so she's I dodging like, on good numbers with six cents. Yeah. She's not giving a shit. Yeah, so even a missile bot, like, if you're shooting Eureka, it's like, it's a fucking waste because there's a high chance she's just going to dodge it and then be like, I'll just engineer myself out of this next turn. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so, you have a pretty dedicated, dedicated way of getting rid of that ball of. Ball she's got of dodge, dodge plus three, so she's dodging on a fourteen. Sorry, dodging on a fourteen, uh, which is still yeah. respectable when in a six in a six sense length. So even if you are, yeah, spec firing grenades or missile botting them, it's it's not that easy to do. Mm. Yeah, it's um, yeah, I don't know how to take that link out, even with a dedicated CC specialist. That they're, they're not gonna. They might they might get in there and like kill. Her, the thing with know. like the thing with a dedicated CC specialist is you're even like you're playing the odds, like so you're not playing the odds, you're playing you're playing the luck game because if you roll, let's say you have martial arts twenty three, yep, and no no um so combat twenty three, martial arts three, and natural born warrior. Say you're, you're Ajax for example, Ajax runs into them and still goes if they roll if I roll low and they roll three above me. I lose like, yeah, and it's yeah. not that difficult to do. <clears throat> like if you roll a, if they roll a 17 with a tanko and you roll a three, like Ajax dies. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's not, um, it's not a good trade for, um, for them. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good that your, your list is, I mean, I guess your core is the same in both lists. So you know how to use yep. that. And then the, the yeah. rest of it is sort of varied, is di- different depending on the mission. So like we said, we had safe area, which, you know, is useful to have some kind of pocket TO specialist in the last turn to go up and um, touch the console. And then obviously highly classified, good to have doctors, engineers, and um, mm. uh, uh, hackers. Uh, that can do the missions. So okay, um, I wasn't planning on playing, obviously. So I didn't build. Mm. I actually ended up building my second list on the day when I found out I was playing. Yeah. Um, because I realized my list I had already built from Mindwipe wasn't gonna really work for that well for highly classified. Yep. So I was running the sixteen-inch challenge. Oh, lovely for the for the day. Um, because well, it was me, so I was gonna do it. So my list was for this was basically going to be for mind wipe only I think um, so it was Saladin, Farzan mind layer, uh, Fide with mines, How a hacker, Drew's killer hacker, Wild Bill with rifle, um, Zulekia, a Libertos mind layer, and a Nahab specialist operative with boarding shotgun. So that was group one. That was nine orders. Mm. And group two. Is a Tuareg hacker. Uh, so your uh, uh, Mimetism Neg 6 hidden deployment um, whip 15 hacker. A Nafetan with light flamethrower. Two Mutts, uh, one with an Emirat, one with a Jammer mm-hmm. and boarding shotguns. And then two Delami with rifle light shotguns because I can't run the Panzerfaust and I might as well pay the extra point to have a rifle. Mm-hmm. So 
The plan of this list was for Mindwipe. Um, I took a lot of things that had access to D charges or DA for blowing up the consoles, hence why I've got the Fide with DA, the Hawa Hacker with D charges, the Drew's Killer Hacker with D charges, Wild Bill, who's got multi pistol plus one burst, which means he's plus he's burst two in, in, close, combat. in close combat with a double action damage. Uh, 13 weapon mm. at CC 15 which is you know in a pinch good and also given them I'm doing the 16 inch challenge he's a he's like one of the better gunfighters in hack that can you know at, at 16 inches given he's got BS 13 marksmanship um, and whatnot and they've got obviously Zulekia who's got an explosive CC weapon uh, the Nahab who's got D charges and is great in CC um so the yeah so that was that was one list the plan of that was to litter my back end with things that would make it difficult for somebody to go and um, destroy the consoles so you've got you know you've got a couple of mutts you've got the libertos um the nafaton um saladin who can sit near it as a repeater because he's got a repeater on board um you know, who can then obviously got the Hawa hacker and the Druze killer hacker that can hack through that repeater if need be. Um, the idea was the Tuareg was going to set in hidden deployment on one of the buttons and then mm-hmm. I was going to make the other button easy to get to for someone like the Hawa. So depending if I went first or second, it would be a case of... I had I, options. I would, I would have options. So if I, if I went first, then I'd make one button... I'd deploy first and make one button look really hard to get to. So mm. my opponent then would hopefully deploy to go for the other button. Mm. But then I would put my how up my, my Tuareg hacker on the other button. So you go push it first so up. Go push that one first, and then he's left with having to get the hard to push button. Mm. Yeah. Which is a really interesting part about Mindwipe because there are only two buttons. And once one's pushed, you can't push you, it again. You can't push. Yeah, you have to push the other one. So going first is can be can be quite important in that you you get to dictate mm. what button your opponent has to push to 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 win the game. Yeah, so that's why I went for the Tuareg because Hack aren't known for having lots of TO. Uh, well, they've got mm. two TO options, I guess now. Um, so I figured that hat the 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 Tuareg would be a useful addition. I'll be mm. expensive, but rolling two dice on 18s pretty much guarantees he's going to push the button on in yep. one order, and then he can go. He can place. He can place some mines. Go back into camo, and then if, for instance, and then he's still, you know, he's still a hacker, right? So he's still able yeah. to do stuff. He can't do the uber hack thing because he'll have to take it from the unconscious body of the Hawa. But um, he's still a useful addition in the game. So, um, and then obviously, yeah basically use everything else to to try to 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 break the console um my other list if i just wait for it to load <clears throat> was doo, 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 doo. what was the other mission again i'm trying to find the list now highly oh, classified and safe area. safe area oh here it is yep so uh for my other list this is a highly classified list and also the one i took for safe area actually was it Mm, no, I didn't actually take this one for safe area. I think I just played this one for highly classified. So it was Saladin again. Farzan Farzahin. Farzan Chin of Command. Hawa Hacker. Oh, I'm getting a bit of feedback there. Al Jabel. Uh Mokhtar Hacker. Uh, Fade with Mines. 
a Rafik sensor bot, two Delami with rifle light shotguns. That was made up group one of nine orders. And then group two, I had a Hakim, who is the AD, the, was it, airborne, the parachutist doctor who has a Nazmat. So he's a Whip 15 Doctor Plus with a Nazmat and a submachine gun. Mm. Uh, a Gulam Ford Observer, uh, an Engineer, a Libertos, sorry, an, an Engineer with a, with a Nazmat, a Libertos, and then two Mutts with boarding shock and jammers. Mm-hmm. So the plan, again, like the plan of this list was to utilize everything, basically everything in this list should, or sorry, this list should be able to cover every base for any classifier that comes up that comes up so you've got you know you've got veterans hackers um you know i had two fides with the intention that Jabel would be the one to do net undermine because he's a veteran mm-hmm. whereas yep. the other fide would be there to go and kill whatever of my opponent had like if my opponent had a <clears throat> like a doctor like a squishy doctor or a squishy engineer his role would be to go and kill that engineer before he got to use it. Yeah. Um, and then like keep my other Fide safe to actually do the classifieds. Um, the Hakim um, was an, it was a, was an interesting pick because I had the opinion that I don't, I, and I don't know if this is like, if this applies to everybody, but I find when people put down an HVT, they commonly put the HVTs down on a flank. Mm. Do you notice that? Or do you do that yourself? Or do you notice that? I just put him in hard to reach places. Yeah. So yeah. I, I have this like feeling that where I think people when they don't know where to put them, especially when it's not well, I guess it is important and highly classified, but I find quite often they're sitting on they're never in the middle of the table. They're usually on one flank or the other. Yeah. So I had this thought where if I have a Hakim who's a doctor and a, and a medium infantry mm. who could come on from the board edge and then potentially bag multiple classifieds off the HVT. Mm. Um, would be you know would be good. Um, so that's why I took him, and then you know everything else was basically geared to getting the classifieds like the Rafik for sensor, the engineer for engineering back up the sensor bot, forward observer, um, the usual sort of stuff. So those were my two lists. Cool, cool. All right, let's get into it. Do you want to talk about your games? Yeah, so first game I had a um a game against Toby who was playing Tunguska. Um, now his list was basically tailor made to kill my list, um, and I knew it was in his list, and he knew it was in my list because we'd been looking at each other's lists, um, which was kind of funny. Um, but like a, an all heavy infantry JSA list coming up a ridiculously hacking heavy um Tunguska list was always going to be an absolute struggle for me, so. I was kind of really happy that I managed to eke out a draw um, in it. Um, but, yeah, basically he had, like, interventors, um, the biker girl that's or the, with the robot that turns into a hacker. Yeah, the um, – fuck. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, I can't remember the name of it. The Mary – Zon Nordica. Zon Nordica, that's it. Yeah, Mary problems as well, mm-hmm. um, and then he had fucking pitches and repeaters coming out of his butt. So the first turn, and he had a, a um a missile bot. So his first turn, what did he? What did he? Sorry, just going back on his list quickly. What did he have to actually do the mission with though? Ah, uh, the Zon Nordica, and that was pretty much it, I think. Because the Zon Nordica is a hacker, right? 
Yeah, so he made that his Uber hacker. Right. And then I guess Mary Problems could potentially do it if she picked up the Uber hacker from the dead Zon mm. Mm. So there might, there might have been something else there, right? Something with decharges, maybe? Yeah, there probably was. And I'm I'm probably just missing it, but they were the main things. Okay. Um like he had a Grenza a Grenza link as well. Um so the and oh and it probably one of the Holloman maybe had something. Um I'm not a hundred percent certain on what his loadouts were. Um but the game sort of it it, it we sort of both got so first turn he was pretty pretty good for him in that he managed to so I, I tried to set up as good as I can because I knew what was coming to try and stop him getting a pitcher within range of my link team. Mm. But the table was such that I just couldn't do it without giving the Grenza free reign on my link team. And that Grenza hits like fucking burst three on 19s. Yeah, because the marksmanship, right? Yeah, like it's just, <clears throat> just can't fight it inactive. Like it's just so fucking strong. And so I found a spot where I could try and limit his options, but still it wasn't that great. Um, and he managed to get, um, uh, his Grenza basically looked at the entire table because there was a sniper's nest in the deployment zone on his side, which was a bit annoying. What, um, was, that? what was that table? Uh, it was the one with the billboard on in the deployment zone. That's all I can remember from it. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, so it was a good spot for him. And it was my fault because I chose deployment. So I should have chose that side to stop him going there. But See, that I goes was, back to our, our previous episode where whenever I pick a side, I'm, I'm often thinking about where I want to put my stuff and not thinking about where my opponent might put his stuff. Well, I was kind of damned if I did, damned if I didn't, because if I went on on that side, I would stop him getting that ARO spot um, or that active shooting spot. But there was not many places to hide my link team. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, so that was that's, that's not a bad that's not a bad table design then in, in that, in that yeah. instance then I guess it was just that side was so much better for him than it was for me, hmm. and I had to choose between stopping him from getting that and getting a side that was better for me for my link team. Yeah. Um, and in the end, first turn he killed the Diokai by um, spotlighting it and then missling it to death, um, which go. is pretty pretty rough for JSA um, yeah. because. That's nine orders across three turns that I just lost there. Because right. the LT level two. LT level, yeah. NCO plus his own order. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super rough. Um, and we sort of basically slogged it out for three turns. And then in the third turn, he tried to push in and Uber hack with the um Zonautica. But yep. I'd sort of set it up knowing in my turn two that it was coming, because he hadn't done it yet, obviously. That he had a lot of AROs to go through and he ended up not being able to destroy the console. Mm. So then in my turn, I had Yujimbo in striking range of it. Um, but it would, I would basically have one order to get there because his Grenzer could see the point. So I'd have one order to get in there, try and kill it with Yujimbo, and that was it. Mm. And I'm like, if I get the crit, it's pretty much guaranteed. But if I don't, He's, I've got a hope that he rolls bad on two dice. Um, and I rolled like a one. <laughs> right. So he then passed his, he passed one fouled one. So, um, which wouldn't have made a difference because I think you have to destroy, you have to take it down to zero structure, don't you? Yeah. I don't think it matters if you put one wound in it or not. It has to be destroyed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to do three wounds. So, yeah. Because um, it's, it's got two wounds normally and you have to take it below zero. Yeah. 
but so like I think there might, be a, there might have been a bit of confusion on the Spanish to English version as well. Like they yeah. weren't sure if it means you have to destroy it as and remove it or just take yeah. it to zero. But either way, um, sounds like you can do it. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'd had a, if, if I had a, had a, probably a couple more orders, I might have been able to do it. But so in the end, it ended up being a five order draw. Um, it was really like, like he had almost nothing left apart from the Grenza Link team, which was what was really stopping me from getting anywhere. Because mm-hmm. like, Two dice and nineteens is just so it's just so fucking good, um, and then I didn't really have much left either because I kind of put everything out on Aero Judy to stop him from getting his console. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a brutal game. But yeah, well, how was your first game? Uh, very similar to yours in that it was a draw. Uh, yeah, which uh, we'll we'll talk about this later. But it was a theme of mind wipe. Uh, so mm. I was playing Ryan. Uh, yeah. which I was delighted about uh, because Ryan's a great guy, but also a bit annoyed because... A very good player. He's a, well, he's a great player, but we also played each other um, during the week. Uh, That's exactly right. Like, Toby and I were laughing because we played each other on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> or Thursday um, night. Oh, sorry, I, Thursday night. Yeah, I think yeah. Ryan, and I, Ryan and I played, like, that Thursday or, or something like that, and I, and I yeah. took exactly the same list. Um, but he he took a different army. He was he was running Aleph, which... Yep. Um, is Ryan's go-to anyway? It's his, it's his safe space, I guess you could call it. As you would say in the uh, competitive gaming online community, it's his main. It's his main, yeah. Aleph yeah. is definitely Ryan's main, and uh, Ryan and I have great games, uh, but he always manages to outsmart me in every every single time. So we were playing on my brutal cities table. Um, my hack versus his Aleph. I won the roll. I chose to go first for the aforementioned reasons that if you go first, you get to dictate which button you push and which one your opponent has to push. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing, of course, you can't destroy, you can't, you can't hurt the but- the console in the first turn either. Yeah. Um. So I just, you know, so I deployed kind of surrounding one of the buttons that I wasn't planning on pushing, and then had mm-hmm. the Tuareg and hidden deployment um on the other one in a position where he couldn't be shot at the turn he revealed because we played all the consoles as s3 yeah um and then everything else was basically well not everything else but a lot of my other stuff was in held kind of far back uh just because of the way the deployment was and also so they could cover my own my own console um from him coming in to to me so he his army i can't remember exactly what it was but it was the usual assortment um, he had Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, bounty hunters, proxies, TR bots, flash post bots. The usual. The usual. A left list. Yeah. Um, so of course he put um, Atlanta down, and I had Saladin, so I had two reserves. So one of my mm. reserves went down, which was the Fide. And mm. I put the Fide. I over. I rolled for the Fide and put it next to Atlanta. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're fucking dead. Yeah, um, because again, I was playing a sixteen-inch challenge army, so I didn't want to have yeah, to deal. So you with... had to kill Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. deal with an MSV two. And like, to be fair, my the brutal cities board can be dense, but it does have long. It does have some long fire lanes, which are the easiest, yeah. which were the easiest ways to advance up the table. So yep. I needed to kill her, and I can't remember remember what my other reserve was. It might have been my Uber hacker, which was the Ahawa uh, that I put, you know, in, in a sort of safe spot, but in a position to strike. So I went first. Um, oh, sorry, and he counter deployed his proxies, obviously. Mm, yeah. Um, he and counter- you know one of them is a is a hacker. 
Yeah, so one of them was one of them was the hacker, obviously. Yeah. The other yeah. one was the forward observer, and the third one was the doctor, I think it was. Yeah. And he deployed the doctor right next to Atalanta. Mm. Uh, I was like, mm, yep, fair enough. Uh, in a position that I could see my FID. So I was like, oh, mm, doctor, it's got no one in cap. But I was able to move the FID out of line of fire off the doctor because mm. it would be blocked because I was deployed the FID prone. So just mm. moved, moved the FID basically so that um, Atalanta was blocking line of fire to the proxy. Yeah. And then walked into base contact with Atalanta going, all right, mm. I'm going to chib you. And yeah. then he reveals that it's not Atalanta, it's Patrocles. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and I'm like, fucking, you fucking prick. <laughs> he, he did that to me. I knew it was coming. <laughs> like, and, and Patrocles would have just been like, nice seeing you, champ. Yeah. Boing! So, and the thing is, like, he'd... Because he'd, before the weekend, he was like, hey, hey, bro, do you mind if I send you some like a, a list? I want your opinion on it. And I said, and I remember, I've got the message, mm-hmm. and I said to him, what are you going to hollow um, Patrickles as? Yeah. He was like, I don't know, probably Atlanta. <laughs> so <laughs> I just walked right into it. Like, I knew that's what yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. I just walked right into it. I'm going, oh, here we go. So we square off. We're both martial arts level three. The only advantage I've got is I've got surprise attack over him. Mm. So I'm on 23s and he's on 20s, I think it is. Yeah, but even then, you have to want to crit. Because if you, if you put two wounds in, there's a high chance he'll pass on foul one. Yeah, so what yeah. happened was I beat him in the face-to-face. I didn't crit. Mm. Uh, but he failed both armor saves and went unconscious. Oof. And I was okay. like, oh boy, oh boy, boy, yeah. boy, boy, boy. That was, that was fucking like off. Yep. And he was like, huh, well... Didn't plan on losing Patrickles. <laughs> yeah. Because turned out Patrickles was one of the very few units in his army that had access to, that was able to destroy the console. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that went, that that happened. Um, I then had this dilemma where I was like, I either try to rush the proxy. Yep. And kill the proxy in CC. But yep. the proxy is no one in cap. Like, it's a very real possibility that I'm going to fail. I'm not going to crit and he's going to pass one of the saves and then I'm going I to I just coup de gras Patrickles and That's exactly re- what I did. Yeah, yep. I just coup de gras Patrickles and then die to a nanopulsor. So yep. that was fine. The day's gone, yep. but it's all good. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, I then basically didn't do much else. I pushed the button with the Tuareg, went back into camel state, moved him back um, mm. into safety. Um, had a, had a had a crack with Wild Bill to push him up the table to take out a bounty hunter that had rolled a HMG out of the booty table. <laughs> yep. Um But unfortunately, uh, Wild Bill was like seventeen inches away. Yeah, yeah. And he took a wound from the HMG, and then I just like, oh, I'm just gonna push him back into a into a building and just like hide him. Um, yeah. And then sort of the nothing really happened for the next two turns. Honestly, like Ryan had a go like Ryan killed a few things I killed a few things he managed to push his butt in I moved up the Hawa up the flank to try to get close to the um, one of his consoles oh yeah because we both pushed a button right so and it was both like the button that I needed to push was his most heavily defended one and the button he sorry the 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 console I needed to destroy was his most heavily defended Mm -hmm. and the button the one he needed to destroy was my most heavily defended yeah. He also oh, this is fun actually. This is something on his list that was quite fun. Is he took a Dakini HMG mm. and a Rem Racer. 
but he took the REM ratio that gives you plus six to your CC or plus nine to your CC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he just plonked it next to the console that ended up being the one that I needed to get rid of. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, cool. Well, come at me, bro. Because I'm, yeah. I'm like CC21 and I've got para, para CC weapon neg three. Yeah, so you just go on suppressive fire and go, what are you going to do? Yeah, suppressive fire. And if you do go into CC with me, I'm just going to be like, like just chat yeah yeah like that so he didn't care which i I thought was like that was an interesting use of rim racer but nothing Mm. really happened um we both sort of tried to get there like i tried to move a hawa up he killed um my thing he had a was that a war driver not war driver he had something that could have done it oh uh, no not not shakti because that's a killer hacker some kind of unit that had something that could kill it. Basically, Ryan's issue with his list was he had like two things that could do the job, the mission. Yeah. And Patrick Lee's that I killed um, something with D charges and another hacker. That was yep. a Zuber, that was a Zuber hacker. So I mm. went on. I went on a you know went on a basically run. To, yeah, went on a run to kill the thing that he needed to do to, to do the mission. Yeah. So he he ended up with like one thing left on the table that could do it. But it was just too far away. I had a Libertos. I had mm. a hacker on the button. I had Saladin with a repeater on it as well. Salahin. I had already put the Tuareg down with some mines. So it was just... He, he tried and he got, you know... I think he got into base contact with it and hit it and maybe did a wound to it and then died. Mm. Yeah. And then I tried doing the same. I had a um, the Nahab walked yep. on from the side but I think Ryan knew what was going to happen. Oh, mm. this this is what happened. So my plan, my, my master plan was to walk the Nahab on because when we measured the deployment zones, I was like, oh, sweet. Just outside of 12 inches, I can walk a Nahab on this, this, this side and be completely um, protected from any of his arrows because there was a building in the way. Yep. But when I moved my Hawa up on turn two, to go mm. and have a run and see if I could plant a decharge. The, mm. uh, the Hawa went down just out, just on that 12-inch line, yeah. which meant my Nahab couldn't then walk onto that point. Oh, no. Because there was an unconscious body on that same flank. Yeah, yeah. So I, that just like rendered that that deployment option useless. Yeah. So in the end, I think I walked my Nahab on to... Oh, that was what, that's what it was. It was to kill one of his best opportunity to, to destroy the console mm. and then the Nahab basically died but he you know peace traded there um and then yeah he he wasn't able to, to push the button so or wasn't able to destroy the console so then it ended mm-hmm. a five all draw because we, well, we both we, we both got our um we both got yeah. our classifieds that yep. was that was and i think that was something that we both realized fairly early on was Let's push the button and get our classified and see how we go with destroying the console. Because yeah, because the way the deployment was, both of us were like, "Fuck! How are we going to get to this thing? Like, how can we do yeah. it? Like, we can we'll yeah. get one strike at it and then die." Well, that's the same thing in our game. Like, I had to go through a Grenza, which I didn't have the ability to, mm-hmm. and Kobe had to go through Angry Samurai, which he didn't have the ability to. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was just difficult, man. And and it, yeah. It was just the missions. The mind wipe is a good mission, but I don't. It's hmm, I don't know the way it's either scored or 
Yeah, the way it's scored, it renders itself to being drawed very easily. It can be drawed very easily. If neither of you get the um, destroy it, destroy like at mm. least destroy one of the consoles. It's very difficult, I think, to get any more than a win, uh, more than a draw out of it. Um, mm. So that was yeah, that was my first um, game. Oh, one last little tidbit that was um, in, well, not interesting, but useful for my sixteen-inch challenge was taking the Delami with, with rifle like shotgun was useful. Mm. because it meant that I had a Delami on a rooftop that was able to shoot down and kill his Libertos with a rifle, as opposed to having to deal with a shotgun. Cool. So that's handy, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It can be it can be useful. Um, and put them in suppressor fire is another thing. But anyway, uh, round two. Yep, so I actually can't remember anything from round two. I don't even know who I played. Who did I play? Um, I don't know. I don't have the um, OTM up. Hmm. You had a draw. So did you play? So this is the f- the, f- the interesting thing because because it's a draw, and mm. most, everyone who drew from Mindwipe got two got two points because you you would get five points for sorry you would get one point for a draw. And one point for scoring five or more points because that's basically what you get when you push a button and get your classified is five mm. points. Um, whereas people who lost um, and were able to get five points or more, anyway, there was there was a bit of overlap with people who lost and people who drew. Yeah. So if it, it, it put the it put the it it kind of had a bit of a crossover where you had people who lost. Going up against people who drew, mm. um, because they oh, yeah, yeah yeah because they drew because they got five points or more and stopped their opponent from getting more than two points than than them. Yeah, so they ended up being like you know in the same pool as like you and me, which I thought was, I mean it's the way it gets scored, but it didn't mm. feel right. <laughs> kind yeah, of. yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, um, so you can't remember who, what your second game was. <clears throat> Hang on, last round. Oh, Callum, I played Callum. I remember that game now. Oof, for, for that was a, yeah, that was a rough game against Callum. Oof. Um, he was running 012? Yeah, he was running 012, and um, he made some like probably less than optimal decisions, which didn't help. Um, and he's – but I, I think ultimately his list, there was just such a list match, mismatch between his list and my list. All right. Um, for safe area. Yeah, for safe area, yeah. Because, like, he didn't really have anything that could deal – he was playing vanilla 012, and he didn't have anything that could deal with a – it was a pretty open table, and he just didn't have anything that could deal with my linked Tanko missile launcher. Mm. Like, the best thing I think he had was a – in terms of mods, was a Raptor getting up forwards and shooting me within 16. And he tried to do that first turn. Um, um, but unfortunately for Callum, I was eyeballing it and I'm like, Callum, I don't think that's within, um, I, I think not 16, is it 24? Six, when, when does a missile launcher go? 24 is good. It goes good. Yeah. Uh, it must've been, it must've been within, it must've been in, but I, um, it was a bad role for him. I think that's what it was. I think I crit or something like that, but it just blew the Raptor apart. Right. Um, cause it was still wasn't that good a role. Cause it was like, he was 
three dice on. Yeah, that's right. He was outside sixteen. That's right. Oh, so he had a, a, a multi rifle, Raptor Killer Hacker, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was outside sixteen, which meant that he was at neg three for range, neg three for for cover. Yeah. And I was zeros plus three, minus three. So it was like two on 13s versus three on sevens. And like the Raptor didn't hit and I fucking hit twice, I think, and killed it. Um, and then from then on, like, it was just, it was a bit of a whitewash, unfortunately, for Callum. Like I just moved up to the middle of the board, stood everything up and he just tried throwing stuff at me and it just didn't work for him. So um, in the end, I think it was a 10-1 win for me. Um I'm not certain that there was much he could have done. It was one of the it was one of the few games of Infinity where the combination of the table, the lists, just meant that I don't think he had a massive chance of it from the get-go. Just because he done he didn't have a lot of long range pieces and the table was fairly open. What was the table? Was that the one that we banged together on the day, the Val's table? Yeah, and we added we actually added stuff to it as well because we both looked at them and went, oh, geez, this is pretty sparse. Yeah, I think I remember you uh, coming around and you were like, going, can we add something to this table? I was like, yeah. I think, yeah. I, think yeah. I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember round one going, I think that needs more terrain. And we did add to it, but it probably wasn't enough because we didn't – the fire lanes is what killed that table. It wasn't – we thought we'd added height to it and that would have fixed it, but it was the fire lanes that was what made it bad. Um, yeah. So yeah, that but was, yeah, it was sorry. Yeah. yeah, that was my fault. I think I think. Uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry, sorry to our listeners out there if this just made just made you all yawn. Um, You're yeah, not excused. Having a having a twenty two person tournament and then having uh, having it in the library where we had to like bump in all of our own stuff. Yeah, just, I think I got some of the numbers wrong for who was bringing a table, and then Julian, you were like, "Do I have to bring a table?" And I was like. No, I think it'd be fine. We've got enough tables. You mean a mat? A mat. I've got a. I've got a table. I didn't have a mat. You you didn't bring any terrain with you, bro. Yes, I did. I brought my table. Oh, it was a mat. Okay. Yeah, was it was that? a mat. It was a mat. Okay, it wasn't. Yeah, and I ended up bothering bothering on borrowing one of Pete's ones anyway, so it wasn't an issue. Mm. You just miscalculated. I just miscalculated. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did miscalculate how many tables we would need. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. So it was like what ten was it ten one you said? Safe area. I think it was either ten one or ten zero. Hang on, I'll check on my stats. Oh good. It was it was uh, yeah, unfortunately it was ten zero. Okay. Um and um yeah, it was it was just it was a real rough game. Like I don't there was, Callum won one face to face roll the entire game. And it was it was really unfortunate because it was against my Diokai. And I think I failed all three saves and went unconscious and dead. Oh. So that was that was rather amusing. But that like that was on turn three. It was a Hail Mary meme sort of a thing that he was doing. And I rolled really badly and I was still on a five-man link. So it didn't didn't affect the outcome of the game because I still had 250 points left. So that was yeah. the only thing I lost. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, that's another good thing we'll, we'll discuss at the end if you remind me about VP. Um, so my game was against Matt. He was running uh, Vanilla Pano, which I don't think I've played against before. Yep. Uh, and we were playing it on Pete's uh, shipping table. Yep. Which I think, if you recall or from our previous podcast, uh, or live episode, actually, I was, hmm. I can't, I, I may have, well, I don't, I, I didn't bag out, actually. I did say it was, it was good. I just felt like it was a little bit open. Yep. Um, so we, we played on it, and actually, it turns out 
It's not open. It's actually quite... I told you it wasn't. I remember it's you're not... like, oh, it looks open. I'm like, it wasn't open. No, it's not open. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I think about it is because the, your, your DZ is pretty much just shipping containers. Yeah. And my only concern with shipping containers is depending on the angle, if, if, if that's where your only place you can hide your guys behind, if mm. your opponent can get an angle on the angle of the shipping container from far away, yeah. then they can just like, you know, they can just like send shots down the, down those flanks. But mm. I, I don't think it was too bad. I think I went, no, did I go first? No, I think I won and chose sides because it's safe area. Um, Because safe area, you've got to dominate quadrants and also be in base contact with the consoles with a mm. specialist, which is very difficult to do if you're going first. Um, so he, so I took my second list for this one, the one with the two for days. No, wait. No, no, I took the same. I took the same mind wipe list again for this one. So he was running vanilla pano. So he had a Aquila HMG, couple of auxilias, couple of fugazi, couple of fusiliers, um, a hexa sniper, mm. a Swiss guard missile launcher. Yeah. So bring it, like bring it the two big boys, and. May have had some other stuff, but basically it was a it was like the Swiss Guard and the HMG and the Hexa, and then a whole bunch of auxilia, um, fusiliers, mm. that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, so I think he went. I think he went first, or maybe I went first. God, I'm trying to remember now. Did I go first? Actually, maybe. Mm, I don't remember now. <laughs> I think I may have gone. No, I think he went first. Yes, yeah. yes. No, he no, he did go first because he nearly he nearly got me on on turn one because he yeah. um, because I I I null deployed right. I've got nothing that yeah. can that can face a panel list. I'm running a sixteen inch yeah. army. Everything yes. I've got is just like the prone hiding behind mm. stuff. I've got you know I've got mines out. I've got libertos out. I've got the hackers I can I can do like um that I think or hope are in a good position. And he has an auxilia, auxilia on a court on a flank. He runs auxilia up, and <laughs> I'm getting a little bit nervous because it's on the same flank as Wild Bill and uh, Saladin. Yeah. Um. He. But thankfully, my Libertos he comes to the rescue, and mm. puts down the puts puts down the auxilia. Uh, sorry, puts down the the oxbot, and then mm-hmm. um. So then he's just got the uh. The auxilia, so he's just like, oh well, I'm not going. It I'm, is I'm... not scary at all. Exactly right. So as soon as the oxbot yeah. was dead, I was I was happy because he was managing yeah. to. Because I think he dodged the mine, and then I was like, oh shit! But I was able mm. to put a light shotgun on him and get rid of it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, my turn. <laughs> uh, well, basically, the the game was a bit of uh It was an interesting game in that I had my two Delami rifle light shotguns in the midfield and one of them just went for a run because yeah. he had besides the auxilia besides the Aquila HMG I couldn't see anything else of really note on the table but he yeah. had he had lots of orders that I could easily get rid of with something like a you know an eight or nine point Delami. Yeah. so I did that so I just walked it up he decided to you know hold with his um with his actually I don't know did he, decide, he must have decided to hold with his Aquila guard rather than just mm. discover me 
I think maybe because I was already in decent range bands by the time he could see me, so he didn't want to get a free shotgun shot. Yeah. Either way, I was able to move it into position to um, look at his fusiliers. Mm. And as I moved up, he he said, okay, I'm going to delay with a head and deployment marker or a yeah. camel marker. So yeah. he revealed a camel marker from head and deployment that mm. was on a crate pretty much behind his Achilles guard. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to go after your fusiliers now. I'm going to put a shotgun template on your Achilles yeah, guard. That sucks for you, bud. Yeah. And then clip the camel marker that you've just revealed. Yeah. And he's like, and I didn't know what it was. And, it, and yeah. he goes, okay, well, that reveals a Swiss guard missile launcher. And I'm going to shoot you, shoot your Delami with the Swiss guard. Yeah. Swiss guard. No, sorry. He's going to, what did he decide to do? You think he tried to shoot me with the Swiss Guard, mm. and he decided to shoot me with the Aquila Guard. Mm. So I was like, "Oh, fine, I'll just put two templates on both of them." Yeah. The Aquila Guard, no, the Aquila Guard dodges. Yeah. And the Swiss Guard um, whiffs his roll against the Delami, and then yeah. rolls like a one and a six for his armor save. <laughs> <laughs> and down goes the Swiss Guard. And my Delami still standing, and I'm like, "Well, this feels good." A hundred, a hundred percent profit, comrade. <laughs> and I'm like, "That shouldn't have happened." And um, so the next order goes, and uh, let's go again, champ. So the next order goes, and I'm like, "Well, I could go." He does have a doctor right there, but there's also I'm also like four inches away from putting down two more shotgun templates on his like auxilia, a fugazi, and a fusilier. Yeah. So I'm like, I go for that. I just put the shot, you know, I just shoot the shotguns on those guys. Mm. I think some of them dodge. I think I might end up killing the Auxilia and the Fugazi and then the Delami dies. I'm like, that's fine. Mm. Um, I don't really do much else that turn. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, he, he actually brings his Swiss Guard back up. He manages to get the Trauma Dock up on top of a crate and brings it back yeah. up. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have shot it. But yeah. at the same time, it's Armor 5. Like, I got lucky with his bad dice yeah. rolls. Like, it was not likely it's going to happen again. Um, he moves his, his, his Aquila Guard up um to the midfield to try to basically yeah do what an Achilles guard does but he ends up getting within eight inches of my hawa who then mm. promptly oblivions him <laughs> so he stops yeah and then my turn i run a gazi up with an emirat yeah and then pop an emirat on him yeah he this is the point he should have just dodged but he decided to yeah. shoot my gazi instead so then mm. he gets emiratted and turns into a brick yep uh, my gazi somehow manages to tank the armor save from the HMG that he shot me with, or no, the yep. pistol that he shot me with, and then I proceed to spend like four or five orders just like boarding shotgun. No, yeah, bo yeah. no, boarding shotgun. shotgun. Boarding shotgun. Yeah, because I had the, the nine point one, so just boarding shotgun after boarding shotgun into him, and, yeah. put, and gets rid of him. Because at, at this point, I'm like, ooh, like though the Swiss guard and the killer guard are like what sixty to seventy points each. Yeah, that's gonna be hard to compete in a quadrant control mission. Mm. So I know I know I just know I need to kill those things, and the rest of the, the rest of the game is basically after the killer guard went down, Matt has to basically try to move what he's got left into the quadrants to con to contest them. Yeah, um, and then I'm able to on the last turn move my Tuareg hacker, the Nahab, and Wild Bill into the quadrants that he doesn't like, basically that he doesn't have, or the yeah. ones that he is possessing. To but very little points. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. he had, like, I think he did have something in there. It was like a hexa, but, yeah. but you know, a hexa and something Pretty else. But, 
But yeah. like combining like a Tuareg and a Nahab and Wild Bill. Yeah, way more. You know, I get that back. Yeah. Um, and that was that. And I think it was like an 8 2. Eight two win nine two. Yep. I can't remember what exactly what it was, but it was it was a good game. It was it was unlucky that he um, failed the armor saves on the Swiss, and then unlucky that he got oblivioned by the Hawa. But I did put the Hawa in that position, knowing that going second, that I saw the Aquila guard go down. Yeah, because I think I think his reserve was a hidden deployment model. So when I saw the Aquila guard go down, I'm like, well, his his main course of like his main. Um, advance point is going to be down this alleyway down, because because the, you know how the shipping can the shipping table has that ship in the middle that you kind of have to walk down one yes. side of the ship. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I put the Hawa here on this rooftop, then that basically should shut off any way that this Aquila has to get down. Yes. And they don't have stealth, so <clears throat> yeah, you just go. See you later. Yeah, basically, and you know, yep. it's whip fourteen damage sixteen AP. It's it's should do the job. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. It was. Other than that, it was a good game. It's been a while since I played against Matt, so it's good to see him out and playing vanilla panel. Mm. What about you? What was your third game? Uh, I played um Ben C. Ben Ben. I can never Clario. pronounce. Ben. Yeah, I can never pronounce Ben's surname. Sorry, Ben. The winner, winner, um, winner of a second Bostria. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And so he was playing vanilla nomads. Um. And we were playing highly classified. Um, it was a really good game. Ben's a really good player. Um, what was he running? Vanilla Nomads. So oh, yeah, he yeah. had from from the very memory in it. He had like Pupniks and a um, and then a Puppet Bot and a Puppet Master. Um, a Vostok, which is that new, well, not that new, but that S four two wound ODD remote. Yep. Piece um, of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then he had the intruder, which is that the new, not, no, not the intruder. What's the new evader? Evader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a few other, he had a Tomcat, the doctor, which I found out later on in the game, obviously. Um, and like a few other specialists here and there. Um, I think he had Zoe and Pywell from memory. No, he had the other one. What's the, what's the budget Zoe and Pywell? Um, uh, Billy and Jazz. Yeah, Billy and Jazz, he had them. He had the budget version. Um, and so, like, it was a pretty well-rounded list. Um, good for good for, good for highly classified. Lots of options there. Yeah. I think the only criticism I saw was that there wasn't a lot of range. Um, right. But, Maybe he was playing the 16-inch challenge as well. Nah, he wasn't. He had, <laughs> he had pieces that weren't. But um, it was an interesting game because... I think that what I was able to, because the thing with JSA, I went first. Um, and the thing with JSA, so the missions we got, we got. Why did, why did you go first? Just curiously for highly classified. Is that what uh, we normally do? I think Ben, from memory, I think Ben, I can't remember if I got, I think because, Ben might have chose deployment. I think that you know was what cards Because you know what cards you got to do before you choose. Exactly right. Right. Yeah. And so our ones were, um, you had to get a character or the one we have to get within eight of the HVT and do a whip check. Mm, yeah. It's like follow up. I think so. Oh no. Where, no where the, like, se- the sensor one. Yeah. Where it's like, um, it's like chain of command, heavy infantry or something like that. Th- that one, which I could okay. do very okay. easily. Yeah. Um, and then we had another one, which was the engineer <laughs> one where you have to get into base contact with someone and do a whip check. Um, yep. Uh, and then we had, so that's doctor or engineer, sorry. 
Um, and then we had another one where you had to go up and doctor the HVT, which you can do with a power bot as well. Yeah, that's a very important uh, part of that. Oh, sorry, I'm getting feedback on my microphone. Um, that's a very important part of that classified that you can do it with a power bot. Yep. Yep. And I think the other one might have been coup de gras. I can't remember what the fourth one was. Is that your, that was your, oh, that wasn't your, pri- what was your private one? Uh, private one for me was, good question. I think it might have been doctor or engineer or something like that. Mm. I got it in the end. I ended up doing it, but I can't remember what the private one was. Um, but first turn, I went up and ran up with my um, um, my uh, doctor and with the power bot and ended up going in and touching the HVT and getting that one. Um, I can't remember throughout one, two or three when I did my classified, but I did it regardless. Um, and um, essentially he, that was my first turn. I killed a few things, um, a few from memory, a few important pieces kind of put him on the back foot already. Um, and then in his turn, the issue he was having was is that I was able to move. What had happened in my deployment, there was this sort of bell tower. It was on your table, the ruins table. Oh, yeah. So there was a bell tower set up there. And um, the way we were playing it was that it was three inches per level. So you just go three up, three up, three up. And it's two levels high. So it would only take half a movement for my Diokai to get to the ground level before he just used the ramp to get down. Right. So not my Diok or my Tanko. So it was incredibly order efficient for him to run up and down. Um, Cause that's, I guess that was the most efficient way we all looked at playing. Cause the ladders were only like three inches tall. Yeah. Um, so I was basically moving out, doing stuff with the link team. And cause I have like 14 orders in that group because of all the extra orders I get. I would then just come back up to the, the bell tower and have like complete overview of the entire table. Yeah, because that was the one. Was that well, that wasn't in the DZ, was it, or was it in the DZ? It was in the DZ. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't think so, I set, set set that table. Uh but I guess it does have. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of forests in there as well, which blocks line of sight, but maybe not from that up that high. No, no. And um, he he had a red hot shot at it, so he moved up the Vostok to try and deal with um the Tanko, and he got it within twenty. He so he moved within twenty, but he started outside of twenty-four. Mm. From memory, I think I can't remember now. But in any case, it didn't matter. The, the mods were such that I crit with my missile launcher, and so the Vostok went down, um, and that was like pretty much all of his range pieces. Um, and that was his first turn. And at the end of his first turn, Ecuador, I could see he was like, "Shit, that was not a good first turn." Mm. Um, he ended up doing one of the classifieds. I can't remember which one. So we were a one all each. And then in my turn, I ended up doing another one. Um, I can't remember what one it was. Um, and then in his turn, he ended up getting three done. So he get, ended up getting up to three. Um, and then in my turn three, essentially what I did was I killed the last specialist that he could, I can't remember what mission it was for the life of me. I think it was the engineer or doctor. So mm-hmm. I killed the engineer or doctor. So he couldn't do that mission. Yeah. And then I got all four classifieds and the highly classified. So he was like, well, I can't actually beat you because he couldn't do any of the missions. 
You can so, you can do them then after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it ended up being a, a 10-3 win to me. Um, and Ben, yeah, he didn't have a huge amount left. He had 120 points left, and I still had 265. So it was um it was pretty rough on his uh his side of the table. Um, but he played it well. He just there are a couple of dice rolls that. Whilst I wouldn't say they were heavily in his favor, they were s- slightly in his favor that he rolled badly on and I rolled incredibly well on. Yeah. That really swung the 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 um the 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 game away from him. And and sometimes uh, when that's your only sometimes when that feels like that's your only option is to yeah. engage the missile launcher, the linked missile launcher with your best piece. Yeah. And then it and it's the odds are in your favor. But mm. only a little bit, and it doesn't work out. You're like, well, yeah. yeah. And the problem for him was that he couldn't do any of his classifieds without killing the tanker or making it go down because the tanker was looking at my HVT. And three out of the four, I'm fairly certain from memory, were uh, HVT or two of the four at least. And so you didn't have it any ended smoke. Up, uh, not that could. Not, not that would be in a position to get to the HVT efficiently. Yeah, fair um, The smoke throwers were on the left-hand side of the table and my HVT was on the right all the way down at, at basically at the 16-inch line. Um, mm. So he ended up being like, I just have to throw shit away to do it. So he threw his evader into the HVT to try and do the mission. It died, but did the a classified. That's how he got yeah. one done. Right, he dropped yeah. his Hellcat down. So he... he I, I must have killed his, yeah, that's right. I killed his medium infantry, heavy infantry, or chain of command models. So he couldn't do that mission. That was the one he couldn't do because he dropped his Hellcat down and went into base to base with an unconscious Kaisotsu, or no, it was a remote, and did a willpower check. Um, So, and, but in doing that, again, he was in line of fire of the missile launcher and the missile launcher blasted it. So (laughs) he was. Yeah, basically, just, just suiciding himself to get the classifieds. Yeah, and I wasn't losing anything for it, and it it, it, it just ran out of steam. That's that's all it was. I mean, that's fine. Like, and oh, excuse me, and highly and highly classified. And we'll get to my game because they'll be the same thing. Where it's like, well, I don't care if this guy dies, so long as he passes his whip check. Yeah, I get the classified. And that's that's what the mission's about. Um, yeah. So. Uh, uh, do you mind if I talk about my own, my game? No? Go ahead. I'm all done now. So cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I was so my last game was against Dan from yep. Geelong. He was running uh, military. Dan, salty Dan uh, was playing uh, military order. He ended up winning best sports. <laughs> he did. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to change his name from salty salty Dan to something else. Yeah. Uh, on my compound table. Yeah. So we flipped. Oh, yeah. It was. I think it was follow-up, follow-up, um, I actually can't even remember what they were now, might have been coup de gras, yeah. something else, maybe an engineer, oh, a retro engineering, yep. uh, there was, I think three of the four of them needed a, needed an HV, oh, and uh, sabotage, it was like sabotage, retro engineering, follow-up, and the Fourth one was something I can't remember. I think it may have also required. No, it was it might have been data data scan. Yep. Um, yeah, the one that the one that requires a hacker to to arrow, or not arrow to uh, a hacker to do a 
hacking thing. Oh no, well, no, not data scan. The one that telem- telemetry, the one that you actually yep. have to do spotlight with. I think, I think, I think that's what it was. Um, so I went first. I like going first in highly classified. Generally, depending on the on the classified you flip, but with but with hackers lamb, they've got such good units that can do a lot of classifieds and i built a list that could do a lot of classifieds when i saw Mm. them i was like cool i'll use saladin i've got two reserves and those reserves are going to be the reserves i hold back in order to see where he puts his hvt down and then do the classifieds based on that yeah um so i think my reserves were um it might be in the the Mukhtar hacker might have been one, and then the other one was the actually it might have just been a Delami because I wanted to. No, no, it was a Fide because I wanted to have a Fide down to counter deploy whatever. He, well, not counter deploy, but just see where his weakest thing was. Yeah, uh, like see where his engineer or his doctor were. So, mm. um, I went first. Uh, first thing I did was I counter deployed my Fide. Basically, right next to his link team that had his Teutons in it and his machinists, because I looked at his list and I was like, "What have you got that can do the missions?" Yeah. I was like, "Well, obviously, all of my heavy infantry can do follow up." I'm like, "Yep." And he had like uh, he had Defersen, he had Defersen, he had Joan, he had a Hospitaller doctor dude, he had two or three Teutons and a machinist. He had an evil hacker bot, and he had the APHMG knight guy. What's his name again? The Sepulchre Knight. Yeah, the, Sepul- yes. the yeah the Knight of the Holy Sepulchre with the hollow projector. Yeah, and he did a very interesting thing because he he made that as his uh, reserve drop. Yeah, and he put it on the tallest building. <laughs> he put. He put just standing yep. up there with his deck hanging out, just being like, "Come at me, bro!" But he put he put three of them up there, all yeah. in pretty decent spots. I could see, you know, a fair bit of the battlefield. Yeah, and of course, I didn't have anything that could really engage it, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! So, yeah. uh, so first, so first turn, basically first order of the game, I move the fide that I put on the on the DZ line, walked it into base contact with his machinist, mm-hmm. and stabbed it to death. Yeah, and then my fide died to all the Teutons gunfire. Yeah, but I was like, "That's fine. It's dead. That's your D charges. That's your engineer. Like you can't. You now can't do retro engineering, and you yep. can't. And you. I don't. And I don't think you can do sabotage because I don't think anyone's got D charges in the table. Yeah. Um, and then I think I did a couple more. I think I did another classified. I think I might have done the paramedic one. With mm-hmm. my doctor, I think I ran the... Yes, I did. I moved the Nazma up using the smoke from the Gazis to get the Nazma into base contact with his HVT to get the... the Because my own my own, my own own classified was the doctor one. The one you have the doctor, the HVT. I think it was called now. Um, inoculation or something like that. Yeah, HVT inoculation. So I did yeah. that one um, and that was fine. Then I tried to move a Delami up the, the, to kill his evil hacker. Mm. Um came around the corner and like shot it twice hit it yeah. twice passed both armor saves cool. <sighs> yeah like, try again shot it twice hit it twice passed both armor saves meanwhile like 
because I'm on, I think I'm within eight inches of Joan. So like the first like so the first time Joan's, Joan's dodging, like, Joan's dodging yeah. just like yeah. and then eventually like I'm like oh I can't I'll roll one more time and then dot like Joan's like I'll shoot you and then the evil hacker manages to pass another two armor saves. I'm like oh my god. I'm like fine whatever. Yeah. I failed. I've lost a nine point model. Yeah. Um And then the yeah he was Dan was Dan kind Dan kind of realized then on his first turn that he didn't have everything he didn't have enough in his list to do the classifieds yes but he gave it a red hot crack because he had he still had a hacker so and he mm. still had um heavy infantry so he could do two of them oh, he could do two of them i think yeah. he, he think he might have been able to do three of them because he also had a doctor so he yeah. could do hvt inoculation but my hvt was on the other side of the table yeah and so he moved up uh, oh i also got um sabotage as well because my ahawa placed a decharge on a piece of terrain in the, the first order as well yeah. So he moved up, killed my Hawa, fair enough. And then basically then spent the rest of the turn moving his link team over to get to my HVT. Mm. Um, ran, it, ran out of orders and then sort of positioned himself in the midfield. My second turn was walk on the Hakim, <clears throat> uh, follow up because he's medium infantry, and then do the... Oh, no, that's what I know. Sorry, I did the doctor one through the Hakim. I must have done the engineering one through my engineer using retro engineering. That's what it was. Yeah. So he did that. Um, so that was coming back to the point where because he put it on the flank, I was able just to walk the Hakim on. Like throw like the Gazi throws smoke. Hakim walks on into the smoke. Yeah. Hakim does follow up. Done. Um, yeah. Because it's because his Sepulchre Knight was in a really good spot, just kind of overwatching a lot of the battlefield. So I had to be really careful where I was putting smoke down to make sure that my pieces can move up unhindered. Mm-hmm. And because as well, um highly classified has those fucking decompression zones yeah so thankfully the hakim hat the hakim and the nazmat both have uh, terrain total which is good cool but not everything does like the mukhtar doesn't have that the daylight yeah. don't have that so that i kind of had to like either uh, you know spend more orders to go through it or spend more orders to go around it, it was kind of yeah you know it, it, either way it was gonna be a pain in the ass uh, Dan did a really good job because on his like last turn he managed to get his link team all, all the way over to my HVT. Um, I think I managed to isolate two of his knights on the way in because my gazes were like hiding behind cars, just jamming things as they went in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which was actually unlucky for him because I think he you because the evil hacker didn't die because mm. I wanted to kill it because it was a hacker, but also because it could put yeah. fairy dust up on his all his heavy infantry. Yeah. So he had fairy dust up on his heavy infantry and he still managed to fail like a couple of BTS saves, um, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so he, yeah, he did, he did really well by getting, I think he got three classifieds in the end. And I yep. think I got all five of mine. Yeah. Um, but it came down to this moment in the last turn because like, I'd already won, but I wanted to try to get to 10 points. Yeah. I uh, just trying to do as well as I could. And the, I needed to, I think I needed to hack the HVT. Mm. The only hacker I had left was the Mokhtar hacker, who's a great hacker. 6-2 move mimetism, fantastic. But he still had a sepulchral knight Mm. um, there. And what I tried to do earlier is I had my second fide um, try to throw smoke in front of the sepulchral knight. Yeah. Because, oh, so what I'd done is when I deployed, I deployed one of the fides, not as a reserve model, but I deployed it on a building Mm. that was just outside his DZ as a sort of deterrent for him to put up a link team or whatever he was going to put there. Yeah. But what he did instead is he just put a sepulchre knight in front of my fide. 
I was like, well, yeah, yeah that's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking do anything there. But no. I, tr- I tried as a as a bit of a sacrifice. I tried to throw smoke for the Mukhtar to move up, but yeah, so that, but also in a position it wasn't face to face. Wasn't a face to face exactly. I just wanted yeah. to put throw it. Fide would die. I don't wouldn't really care. But of course, the Fide rolled like a nineteen to throw the smoke, <laughs> and then died to an APHMG or a heavy yeah. pistol or whatever it was. Uh, so my Mukhtar now had to kind of get. He had to cross a gap to get to the HVT while being looked at by a sepulchre knight. And yeah. this is like, it's the end of the day and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've run out of orders. I don't have any more orders on my gazes and my gazes are either dead or I've run out of orders. Mm. How am I going to get this Mukhtar across this gap to get to the HVT? Yeah. And I was like, fuck it, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just move and dodge. I'll just yeet. Yep. Right? But then I was like, hang on though. <laughs> the Mukhtar is 6-2 move. This mm. gap can't be any more than six inches. So you just cautious move. So just cautious move, and it was yep. it was like one of those it was one of those moments from the from the day. Where I was like, oh my yep. god, like this game's amazing when you remember well, you, stuff like that. Well, you've seen the way I play my JSA because people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lock you down, and you're like, yeah, you sure it's, about that, sweetheart? Exactly right. Yeah, you yeah. Just, yeah, you just like crossing gap, yep. crossing six inch gaps like it's nothing. Yeah, and there's no and there's no um, real penalty to it anymore in N four because before you had to do it, you had to move. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, if you can't cautious move, you just don't move. Yeah, exactly. You just idle. You just be like, oh, I'm just going to... Oh, really? Yeah. If you, right. If, if you, if I you, thought you still got shot. Okay, well, that changes things. Because Well, because you can pre-measure your move now. So you yeah. just say, I'm going to cautious move across this gap. You measure it. You go, oh, I won't make yeah. it. Well, I won't move yeah. it. Yeah. You just so spend the order. You just, spend, you, you just lose the order. And you, I guess you can still cool. move as much as you can without being seen, but you don't have to yeah. sacrifice that unit anymore. Yeah. So it makes it way safer. Oh, so anyway, I like it. Yeah. So anyway, the Mukhtar just yeah moved across the gap, then got into base contact with the uh, HVT and did his hacking thing, and that was the game. But um, it was it was it was it was an interesting game um, because dealing with that much heavy infantry, yeah, is a real struggle. It for, is for 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 anybody, especially for me when I didn't really have any weapons that could deal. Like I had hacking, right? So I could mm. I could do it that way. And I had some jammers and I had some shotguns and things like that. And to be fair, I think so like mm-hmm. hacking's only like a temporary option, especially if they're like JSA and they have engineers, you know, in their link teams. Yeah, exactly. And and I tried I think I tried at one point to have a go at his Teutonic Knights with a Gazi with boarding shotgun. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, these fuckers are dodging on seventeens or something. Or yeah. six sixteens or something. Don't they have light shotguns themselves? They do, but he was like, I'm just gonna dodge. I'm like, okay. And he said yeah. dodges, and he dodges like three inches towards my Gazi, and I'm like, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be giving mm. you this extra movement. Because he doesn't care. He's yeah. just moving forward. And that was uh that was a really that was really cool. Like I really like those Teutons. They're they're yeah, amazing. They're amazing for their points. Yeah. Really, really yep. good for the points. And I think they're almost as good as Tanker. Almost I yeah. That that plus three to their dodge mm. is incredible. Mm. So that was that. Um so I think I won that one ten two or something i can't yep. remember what it was 10-3 yep. uh, yeah because i think you got three classifieds so yeah 10-3 yeah and that was it so uh at the end of those three games uh you ended up second yep hector ended up coming first i think hector was the only well he had to hector was the only one who actually got three wins yeah um, so hector ended up with um 30 30 op so he had, he had 10 10 10 
for the day. Mm. Mm. Um, and you had you had two wins and a two wins and a draw. Yeah. So and, yeah, uh, Ryan Ryan came third, and I and I was fourth. So I felt mm. pretty good for toing the event, and also coming fourth with a sixteen inch challenge army, uh, which was okay. And it ended up really close between you, me, and um, Ryan because you had twenty five OP, Ryan had twenty two, and mm. I also had twenty two. Yeah. They just came down to uh, victory points that separated mm. Ryan and I, because as I mentioned, I think earlier, I conceded a shit ton of victory points in all three of my, on at least two of my games. Yeah, I didn't concede much at all. I think I conceded. You conceded fifty in my first one. Uh, sorry, um, I conceded. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got it here, dude. You conceded yeah. three hundred and forty. This is uh, listeners. This is a mm. cool thing about the new OTM. Is mm. it shows you not only the objective points and victory points you got, it also shows you the victory points and objective points that you conceded. So Julian got twenty five objective points, conceded eight, got six hundred and forty three victory points, and conceded three hundred and forty two. Mm. So that's pretty good. Basically, yeah, one hundred and twenty points a game. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, whereas like um, Hector, who won the game. Mm. Uh, had 779 victory points for and only 208 against. So like less than 100 points a, a, a game he lost. Con- mm. Conversely, <laughs> me, <laughs> I had 22 points for, 9 points against, 477 victory points for and 630 victory points against. Yeah, you're you a uh, callous general is what you are. I was, I I think, because I know in, um, in uh, that last game for highly classified i was just throwing my my dudes at stuff to get the classifieds off and then getting it killed yeah. in APHMG. that was i think i did that for the round one as well but it just sort of it's a good it's a good indication because i was the highest scoring player that had the most amount of victory points conceded against me so like yeah. 630 for being fourth the person who got who conceded more than that Ended up coming. Hang on, what did I say? Six hundred thirty. Yeah. And so the person who conceded more than that ended up coming fifteenth. <laughs> so it's quite a difference. And yeah. then even after that, even after that, the the only people who conceded more than I did basically came like last and second last. So I conceded so many victory points. Yeah. Um, in all three of my games, which. I don't know, it gave me it describes the kind of general I am. Just like yeah. If he dies, he dies. If he dies, yeah. I mean I'm playing Hack Islam as well, which maybe is another indication that I don't value my pieces as I don't know. Peace trading, perhaps. But it was a good it was a good um it was a good day. Do you have any, any takeaways from the day specifically? Any any feedback you'd like to give me on the on the air? Uh nah. I think it was a good event. Um uh, I think, um, yeah, I was happy with how the JSA went. I, I need to try. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try Ariadna at the next tournament, so I'm gonna try and get some games in with them. Um, yeah. Well, we'll hopefully we can have them in the next month anyway, or this month. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. It'd be nice north. if we could get out of lockdown and get that, you know, get that done. Um, yeah, because like yeah. I hate, I hate TTS. I'd rather not play than play TTS. Yeah, I was thinking about playing TTS this weekend, but I'm like, I'd actually just rather, I don't know. I'd rather wait and, and have like the the build up of anticipation of wanting to play a game than play yeah. TTS. 
Yeah, like it's a good training tool, but I just I can't. Yeah, I just I really do enjoy playing face to face now that we're back at it. Mm. Um. Oh, the 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 win loss ratio for the three missions as well was interesting. So we had Mindwipe had seven wins, eight losses, and seven mm. draws. By far the most amount of draws of any of the three missions of the day. Yeah. When you got Safe Area and Highly Classified, they both had the same at nine wins, nine losses, and four draws. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think that's just the way mind mind wipe seems to be built. Um, mm. And that it is a bit of a, and the the split on the missions is quite interesting. The way I made it anyway, because people want to build a list for highly classified, mm. but then you also want to build a list for mind wipe. Yeah, just to make sure you've got enough DA in there. Although it's not mandatory. If you've got hackers, you can get away with it. You know, if you've got an Uber hacker, you can get away with it that way too. Mm. Um. I didn't. I took a killer hacker. Uh, here's a, here's an interesting uh, tip. The two games I played with that ninja killer hacker mm-hmm. didn't come out of TO once. Really? Yep. Did oh, you I, sat there? Just sat there, and then in the last turn, I was like, "I guess I reveal it so I don't die." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yep. Yep. Um, anything else from the day? Um, yeah, I I like. Yeah, I really like. Uh, I really want to run more events. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Everyone mm. was really, everyone played very well. Everyone um, handled the online reporting as well. I think fairly well. Did you have any feedback on that? I didn't. I didn't do so. So for people out there, I didn't do. I basically made three Google forms, and then attached the link to the event page, and then you just filled in the Google form with your name, your opponent's name and your score. And then it would populate it into a spreadsheet. And I just transferred that into. I have no idea how the scoring in that spreadsheet worked. I was looking at it and I was like, I have no idea how you're working that, but it, it worked. It worked. I did make a, there was a couple of mistakes that happened at the end just because we were yeah. rushing and I ended up yeah. putting some people's score in the wrong place, but it didn't, yeah. it, it didn't affect the top scoring. It was more the middle no. of the pack and only yeah. by a couple of places here and there. Yeah, um, I think I can probably improve the spreadsheet that it requires less manual because the idea of it was that people fill in the form so I don't have to fill it in. And then if mm. there's a mistake, you you kind of you fill in the form and then your opponent fills in the form. And then when mm. I look at the spreadsheet, then it should match up. And if yeah. it doesn't match up, then I can come back and say, hey, we've got a difference here. Which one's right? But I think I need to make it a bit better. So there's less of me having to kind of look up stuff. I need to. Yeah, I need to work on my Excel skills to help it populate. But I think that's the way to go, just because it reduces paper, reduces people writing shit down, having to have pens, and yeah. it also, I know I think it's pretty easy to input the results on your phone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? I think so. Um. Well, it is for Julian. Julian's got to go off to bed. Yeah. He's got to be. He's got to be up at five a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah, dude. No, thanks very much for sticking with me for this last. No, that's bit. all right. Um, it's been um, it's been a pleasure, and I uh, I hope that we can get more podcasts in in the near future. <laughs> all right, robot Julian. Yeah, uh, he sounds tired. That's why he's turning into a robot. Now, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming and chatting to me about the event and. Uh, the to jordan yeah chuck us a message mate we'll uh, send you a bluster of your choice and it is chess clocks for the month of june
So until next time, listeners, you've been listening to Loss of Lieutenant. My name's Kevin. Hello, is this working? Hello? Hello? This is Julian. Hello? 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 Good night.